We in the villa where it's realer. Mm-hmm. We got the trees in the trees. <laughs> <laughs> Climb up and get cool. I'm smooth, ain't I? <laughs> Always. <laughs> you like, I can just turn it on just like that, bro. <laughs> I got him. I got him. That's why I got kids now. <laughs> smooth ass. <laughs> Benny Greenheart right now on the mic. We got the mad scientist on the boards. Cute, cold-blooded. Mm-hmm. The wonderful, Mr. Wonderful, Motastic, DJ Motastic. He is I. On the mix. Yes. We got a new name alert. New name alert. Uh-oh. Mob Boss Marty. With the Martel. With the Martel Marty. You, you can't boss. type a night. You can only ask Marty for favors on his daughter's <laughs> wedding day. Martel Marty. Never trust a man with two first names. <laughs> There we go. We ought to keep, uh, we ought to keep a, a gym counter. Right. <coughs> cling, 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 cling. It's about one. <laughs> yeah. That's how it's going to sound. <laughs> we got a special guest. Very special. Super special guest. Special oh, guest. Right. He beat me. Super special. Yeah. You know, you already know where I'm going. It's story time. <laughs> Look, I, I make a story popcorn. right behind you. Shit. Get your popcorn ready. Shit, it's going to be a long story. I got one. Shit. So, you got the all time. the stories. <laughs> Marty is the story. <laughs> so I'm at the gramophone on this chilly night I don't know why the fuck I was there but I was there this is before a gramophone was known for sandwiches <laughs> so I'm out on the patio just chilling and uh, I think I was smoking or something and then nah nah I wasn't smoking at the time I'm, tri- I'm tripping I came back in I seen some nigga on the stage doing some odd nigga shit I was like who is this positive scoundrel up here. <laughs> like, this guy is something, he's, he's different. Like, I, I, I didn't under, it was a lot of niggas on stage, and I, I'm, I'm kind of new to the scene at the time, and I had, uh, I had just got a camera. And, um, so I'm taking pictures and shit, and the, this guy's energy was just different. I was just like, what the fuck is going on? He was like, he was like real chill, like cheerful, but sinister on some like Riddler shit. Like this nigga the Joker or something, bro. Like something something about this guy. Like, like you know how St. Louis niggas be. Like, I I'm I'm a little skeptical. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't know what's going on right now. I, I, I ain't seen this nigga before. I don't know who he is. So, like, he he just wrapped the fucking mic cord around his arm. And he just started fucking spazzing, bro. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this, like the way, the way this nigga was rapping, it sounded like this nigga had like 50 leather bound books in his crib. <laughs> like, he was like, oh, so this nigga, I'm like, yo, this nigga some, on some Dr. Manhattan shit right now. Nigga. Like, what the fuck is going on with this nigga, B? I was like, yo. Oh, and then, shit. so, like, he gets deeper into the sets. He did this song. He's like, yo, this is my first time performing this shit. And I think his album's about to come out. And I was like, all right, let me hear this shit. And <laughs> All right, let me hear this shit. Bro, when I said this nigga started performing, this shit took my soul away, nigga. Sing sung, nigga, like took my soul. <laughs> that joint was called I Shall Devour. I was like, what the fuck? Bodine was right there. We was like, yo, what the fuck are we watching right now, dog? Like, like yo, like, like. I, I, I remember, I, I think Nick Man was on stage. I know Tef was there. All the, NATO, all the usual suspects. They was up. I was like, yo, who is this nigga, dog? Like, I don't know this guy. Like, who is he? And what's the name of this song? I need this now. Like, <laughs> dog, like, me and Bo was just looking at each other like, 
why the fuck we can't do that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like yo, Get like, yo, the, he, he, like, when he performed that song, he, like, went to, like, a different galaxy. Like, mm. it's like the nigga was bending time and space on, like, on some, some Marvel fucking apocalypse shit, nigga. Like, hey, what the fuck is going on? All right. I've bigged him up enough. Rockwell Knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate yes, you man. for having me, man. The, Thank the, you so much. The North Side gentleman. Man, please, man. Thank <laughs> you, man. I appreciate all of y'all, man. Thank you for having me, bro. No, that's yeah. that's real. Like, I always tell people, like, how to define the Knuckles music or Rocky music. I'm like, it's soul music. Bro. It hits your organs and make your soul lift up. <laughs> I tell you, you just got to go to the show. Trust me. Come on, bro. That means it hits all your though. organs and your soul will lift up off your body. Nigga, I damn near <laughs> praise dance every time I see you, brother. Come stop, bro. Stop, <laughs> stop, man. It means a lot to me, man. Thank y'all for having me, bro. I'm happy to be here, man. This is like one of my favorite podcasts. You guys are some of my favorite people, and I'm happy to just be able to chop it up with you motherfuckers and keep it interesting. Man, like we, 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 we just had the episode with Charlie Chan. Last week, big and homie, <laughs> Meek Mill. I mean, a uh, uh, Memphis Bleak voice, nigga. Every time we talk about Chan, nigga, big homie, nigga. On God, bro. So Chan, Chan is the big homie. Dog, Chan is the one who vouched for me when I was like a high schooler, like a teenager, bro. Mm. I motherfucking started trying to uh, rap in the town, and that was still when like Q uh, Q Q ninety five, yeah, Q ninety five was doing their thing, and like you know through through my homeboy, like uh, I fucking. Met Chan and Chan just told the whole fucking St. Louis hip hop scene like, oh no, he's good. <laughs> Cause I was in his group and shit, you know what I'm saying? And like, you know, he was like, I fuck with this whole group and half of us were underage and shit. So we would go to this one club and shit, fucking uh, uh, high point and shit. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? We was going there, we was fucking like, I was like 17, some shit like that, 16, some shit like that, fucking. And I'm in there freestyling and shit like that, you know what I mean? And Charlie's like, Charlie Chan! You know what I'm saying? He's one of the greatest DJs on earth. So, like, he fucking, you know, him vouching for me was a lot. And it got to a point where, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I graduated high school early. So, like, you know, I had time. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I would fucking go over to his crib and shit. And he would have this thing where he'd have all the rappers in town, like, you know, that was of merit in this certain, in in that Raytown type circle. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Like, Mm -hmm. motherfucking all, uh, come together and shit and it was interesting man the muff- he would like have his mom cook food and shit and he'd just be talking to motherfuckers I'm like so what's your what's your strategy and what you got going on and what you about to do you know what I'm saying he just was a real big homie dog like since I was a kid you know and that's how I got connected to Luke Mon and Don and motherfucking that's how I got connected to Marty's big brother Finster you know what I'm saying that's how me and Marty connected through his big brother Finster shout mm-hmm. out to Finster every day all day all day you know what I'm saying that's my big brother I love him to death motherfucking um yeah, so that's how I got connected to the the whole scene when I was like a teeny bopper. Because <laughs> this episode came because we was breaking down like shout out to the big homie. <laughs> <laughs> we was breaking down the shit like all right, another good episode, classic episode in the books. I'm like, yo, we got to get Rockwell next week. And Marty's like, all right, bet I'm gonna hit him up. Then I'm I'm in uh, Marshalls and Home Goods buying the <laughs> finest of body butters and uh, candles. <laughs> Don't trust none of that shit. <laughs> oh no, nigga. That's the that's the cheat code. You are so funny. That's the cheat code. So, it depends on what you're purchasing, my friend. Oh, uh, oh, fact. It, it's oh, trust me. <laughs> I smell like a Care Bear. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> a lot of things smell good, man. But what is it doing for the skin, man? We got to make sure them laugh lines ain't too laughable. I don't know. I got complimented on my skin today, so. 
You're going to get complimented on your skin every day, brother. You, like, what the fuck are we talking about, man? We all are going to get complimented on our skin every day. Say, like, Benny, you're glowing. Oh, oh, thank you. I know. Thank you. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I'm going to check out. I see this kid. I'm like, huh, this is a smart young lad. Like, he's very, very uh, uh, observational. He's just, he's just in the shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Asking questions. I'm like, man, the youth. God bless the youth. And I'm like, hold up. I see the tats on his finger. I'm like, that's not Rocky. I'm like, Rocky? He's like, yo. <laughs> oh, he's like, oh, my dog. <laughs> we go drop some music. My brother had chicken noodle soup uh, from Scrapping Hand. <laughs> some church slacks. He's like, yo, brother. Doing some family duties. Fact. Handling business. Fact. How you feeling? I'm like, bro, this is some spiritual shit dog, that just happened. We just talked about you yesterday last night like we yeah. gotta get him on the show and he's like say less <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was some shit when Benny texted us out of nowhere I was <laughs> yeah so Rocky gonna be on the show next week you know like what <laughs> cool wait Benny's texting us yeah right, that's, right. that's, that's, the, that's that. the initial reaction hold <laughs> the fuck up yeah someone asked me how my day was I say I said, you know, I had a good day. I said, Benny text the group chat. Right. <laughs> I, was half, I was halfway to Chicago. I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, you got to okay. look at your phone twice. Right. I made Ooh. chicken noodle soup from scratch that night, man. It was fantastic, man. <laughs> it, it, the, the, what you got had in your hand? Oh, yeah, that's going to slap. You know what I, mean? I had fucking, I had these uh, these macaroni noodles. You know what I'm saying? People think macaroni. They only think macaroni and cheese. But, like, you know, it's like various, it's a it's a various styles of macaroni. You know what I mean? So, like, I had some quality macaroni. And I fucking... Grab that, and I chopped up this chicken, and then I chopped up some red onion and shit. Then I chopped up some carrots and shit, baby carrots, so that way I'm not wasting time with the skin and shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Grown chop, man chop, 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 chop. Motherfucker, put that together. I made a broth out of motherfucking just the starch from the noodles and the actual chicken itself, so I drain nothing, and that's how you get the fucking quality oh, broth shit. after throwing a couple bouillon motherfucking cubes in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I'm trying to tell you motherfuckers how to stay alive, but you know, do, <laughs> do what you do. You know what I mean? I mean, you know. I was trying. I'm not even gonna finish the recipe, man. Fucking Google that shit. But I'm telling you, quality chicken noodle soup. No, that whole moment, I was riding in my car, like back from home. Cause I'm like, yo, that was like some Jules Winfield type shit from Pulp Fiction, like divine intervention, but in reverse. Like it's like, yo, like what the fuck is going on right now? Dog? I was, I was spooked, but it was a happy spook. I'm like, that was crazy. And like I always, I always joke around when I see you performing shit, and I always say you remind me of like Rain Man. <laughs> you can bankrupt a casino with your talent. Like, <laughs> like when you rapping, it's just in. like, yo, this this nigga's not like us. Like, yeah. like, it's, like it's, it's like a blackout. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah like you just transform, and it's just like, huh, okay. Like that's why I, I try to invite as many people as possible when you're performing. Like, yo, you gotta go see. Yeah, the knuckles or Rocky by himself, either or. Like, please just go watch that. We we gonna, we gonna take it back to the Genesis. So we gonna talk about the upbringing, okay? Where you grew up okay. specifically, if you want to get into that. I'm from North City, St. Louis. I'm Rockwell Knuckles, and I'm from North City, St. Louis. Uh, yeah, I'm from um, uh, yeah, North City. I can't I can't explain it any better. Like. Um, Grand and St. Louis Avenue. Mm. That's where I'm from. You can't get more St. Louis <laughs> right. than that. Yeah, St. Louis. You know? So, like, I'm from around there. So um, how was, like, your upbringing, like, 
Good, bad, medium. Oh, it was awesome, medium. man. My mother's a scientist. Mm. <laughs> so, like, you know, she... That uh, is tight. Yeah, she retired from... Um, uh, Science. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the answer I, ain't I wanted to I trying to put all the business be. out there, but, like, you know, she's a brilliant woman. She worked in a microbiology lab for, like, years and years and years. Mm. She's, you know, a brilliant woman. And, um, you know, my old man, you know, is a, is a cool guy, and he got me hip to, like, you know, Marvel... Marvel and comic books and like you know certain different things. In, Who was his in favorite? Pop culture. Who was his favorite? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna lie to you and say uh, Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> That's what most demographics appreciate the most. Like my pops was into like Thor heavy. You know what? My so, old man was into that also. Yeah, a lot of Thor. But comics. then also the fucking Jekyll and Hyde, the fucking Hulk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the whole you know. Oh, I want to be normal, but like when <laughs> you know when he's normal, he's like people beating his ass, and he's like, "Oh, you won't like me when I'm angry." <laughs> like, yeah, man. When we don't want what we already have, but when we don't have it, we're like, "But that's me." But it's not mm-hmm. you. But it's Graham. Yeah, make, <laughs> make up your mind. Hey, speak on it, brother. <laughs> yeah, man. So you know, so, your mom's a scientist. This makes totally fucking sense <laughs> like, if you know Rocky like oh shit like oh damn okay I get it and then, and then your pops too like oh okay yeah yeah oh, okay okay I get it I get it what was like your uh, first experience with like music growing up on the north side oh I'm, I mean like you know everybody listens to music man you know um, I got to I got to a point where I just I liked music too much to just be a fan of it. Mm. I was like, oh, I could throw my hat in the ring and figure it out. And then you start, you know, what I mean, you start rapping, and you start rapping to yourself, and you start writing raps, and you like, you start writing down all of the motherfucking raps that your favorite fucking rappers are rapping, mm-hmm. and then you like, you read that, and then you try to understand the science of how they put that together and why they put the words together. You know what I'm saying? That's when you're a kid. You know what I mean? And you're just reading it, and you're like, okay, so that makes sense. And okay, okay, they put that. T- <laughs> okay, that's why they did that. And then yeah. eventually. You start trying to write your own shit, and you're like, and I'm this guy, and I do this, and I do this, and I do this. And, like, you know, I was hanging out, and, like, people were like, once I graduated high school, because I graduated early, so, like, I just, you know, had I had time. You know what I'm saying? So, like, <laughs> hip-hop was my thing, and, like, okay, I'll put it to you this way. When I graduated high school, I got off of the bus for the senior trip. Now, I'm a, I'm a year ahead or two. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, like... Excuse me. I got off the bus. Excuse me. I'm drinking beer at the moment. That's why I'm belching. (laughs) We're from St. Louis. so Um, Fine loggers. I get off the fucking bus and I go to the mall. And when I go to the mall, I meet my homeboy, uh, Fiki, Wafik. And, you know, he was working at this fucking clothing store that's fucking defunct. And he was like... um, I got a fucking hip-hop show. I said, oh, you got a hip-hop show? Shit, I rap. (laughs) And, you know, he gave me a flyer, and then we, we exchanged numbers, because I didn't know no fucking rappers in town. And this prick, you know, I'm like, this prick works at a goddamn, you know, hip-hop clothing store. So I'm like, he's in some circles. You know what I mean? And fucking, uh, I called him, and then uh, we was on three-way, and I was talking to my homeboy, Bigger Brown. Shout out to Bigger. Uh, and... Uh, you know, we just freestyling and shit. I'm like 16 or some shit. You know what I'm saying? And we just freestyling and shit. And he was like, oh, man, this kid's nice, man. Da, 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 da. You know, because uh, Fiki had just got back from Morehouse. So, you know, he felt cultured. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so, like, you know, he was like, this kid's nice. So, you know what I'm saying? He, and, and he had 
Fiki and Bigger had already connected with Charlie, and they knew Charlie. Mm. You know what I mean? And so they picked me up, and we were all hanging out one day and shit, shooting the breeze. You know, me and Bigger fucking, you know, like to think thoughts. You know what I'm saying? You know, roll up the botanicals and, you know what I'm saying, dream dreams. <laughs> and so we were motherfucking uh, 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 thinking thoughts, and we were hanging out, and I met the rest of the guys in a fucking circle, and it was a rap group or whatever, and we were like, okay, so we'll be a rap group. And they were like, hey, you should be a part of the rap group. You're charming. I was like, okay. <laughs> cool. And that exact day that they took me out and we were all hanging out and shit, we all met Nelly. Mm-mm. It was hilarious that exact day. We like we were <laughs> at Cicero's, which is defunct, which is some fucking eatery that was. Ooh. It was an eatery that was also a fucking uh, ven- a venue in St. Louis, and that day when I met all of them and we were all hanging out and shit like fucking Nelly just walked through the goddamn Cicero's to go eat chicken pizza because chicken pizza was a big thing at Cicero's <laughs> and fucking very um, big thing and uh, it was just random and uh, my buddy Bigger his dad Daryl shout out to Daryl Brown he was uh, a you know head, head of security at Cicero's at the time and he knew you know Nelly from like you know the 90s and shit so like he was like you know, hey, what's up, bro? This is my boys. These are my boys, Pandy. <laughs> you know, check them out. And, you know, he slapped fives with niggas. And, like, this is the first time I ever met these motherfuckers in my goddamn life. So I'm sitting here like, goddamn, I just met y'all today and I just fucking slapped fives Nelly. with Nelly. This is fucking... It's working. Right on. I was like, I'll fucking hang out with you niggas. Fuck, well, you know what I mean? What the fuck is that? You know, so I hung, out, I hung out with them and we fucking got it in and... They were all classy young guys, and we all fucking grew up together, man, and it was awesome. You know what I'm saying? Doing that group for like a couple of years and shit. I've never really rambled about this type of shit because oh, I figure oh, people don't care, sweet. but it's a pod. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what uh, what music was uh, like you, or uh, artists you were influenced by, like around that time or growing up in general? Uh, Brother Lynch hung. Ooh, um, horrorcore. Yeah, motherfucking eight ball and MJG. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Initially eight ball from the you know from from on the outside looking in, but at the at the end of the result is fucking MJG because MJG is a goddamn one of the greatest motherfucking tacticians at rhyme schemes ever. Mm-hmm. Delivery. Um, Biggie. Biggie all day. Notorious B.I.G. Christopher Wallace is one of the greatest motherfucking rappers ever. He's like, he's Alfred Hitchcock. When they make him Alfred Hitchcock a rap, it's the truth because he tells the yeah, best stories ever. he really ever. is. Mm-hmm. And then the, you got Big Pun, who mm-hmm. is the nicest ever. <laughs> and then you got Tupac, who's the greatest rapper ever. So there's a difference between being the best, nice. being the nicest, being the greatest. Mm, it's facts. I liked it. You understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And then you got Hove, who is motherfucking... The one who motherfucking beat them all, and he fucking he out. I don't mean I don't mean he beat he beat Big and Pac and he was last mob boss standing. No, I'm just saying he motherfucking reached that goal that all of them could have reached. You know what? He made it. He always called himself Meyer Lansky. He made it. And Meyer Lansky. Meyer Lansky. No, 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 no. Hove is Carlo Gambino. Carlo Gambino never did a day in jail. Carlo Gambino died at 80-something years old, surrounded by his loved ones in his home. Mm. Regardless of what was going on in the Gambino family, he had no motherfucking thing that could ever motherfucking connect him to anything. No roads led back to him. You understand what I'm saying? I never looked into the Gambino story. I just just heard about it. Carlo Gambino, if everybody, oh, mob stuff, ooh, 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 and they were so tough. and No, these these are fucking a bunch of hardworking gentlemen who motherfucking... 
end up getting caught up in a bunch of, of situations and people end up losing their lives. No, 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 no. You you look at Carlo Gambino when you're talking about mob bosses, man. He never did a day. And he died at home as an old man. Damn. Damn. It's the dream. Free he, as a bird. He beat the game. Free yeah. as a bird. You know what I mean? <laughs> Where were we? What, what were oh, we yeah, about? Uh, your, your artist influences. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking, you know, DMX and fucking <laughs> you know, Eminem and, you know, Nas and, you know, fucking Royce 5'9", the greatest rapper on earth. Uh, yeah, he's, he's had some nice verses lately, too. No, he's the best he's, rapper alive. That dude is He is going. the best rapper alive. Name me somebody whose rap circles around Royce 5'9", ever. I can't. Name me one person. I shall I not. I can't do a lot of 5'9". I, I, like, Why? I mean, Uh-oh. No, he's like, Uh-oh. I know he's, I, I I would never say he's he's not good No, it's all. not about him being whack. It's, it's, his, it's, it's his approach, bro. It's fucking, <clears throat> okay, the same way how Eminem is one of the greatest comedy writers and horrorcore writers in the history of hip hop. Mm-hmm. Royce can do all of that, but he can do it from a street nigga perspective. Yeah. He can say nigga and he can tell you how he really <laughs> feels because he, he a Detroit nigga. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Pardon my language because I don't use the N-word this often. I'm just around some solid some solid people, people. Uh, <laughs> please forgive me if you're listening to this. But uh, he's a solid motherfucking nigga though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he, uh, phrasing, motherfucking the way he put, man, he the best rapper now. <laughs> no, I get it. Like, I, I, I truly me, respect him. And don't it's get just, me wrong. I, you know, I, had, I feel like I I'm the best and all of that shit. But like, come on, man. It's Royce, man. Let's not play this yeah. game. Name me somebody that's ever outrapped him and I'll laugh in your face. Can't. Nope. I shall not. Mm-hmm. We're not going We're not going Bad meets evil. I love it. No. Uh, as uh, you're the, you're the third force hmm? guess. Of the force, oh, like e, wrong, spade, wrong. rocky, yeah. So it's, unless you count me, me, yeah, 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 you, you don't count because you're our damn host, <laughs> <laughs> maniac. So, so how 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 did you meet the rest of your brothers, the family? Oh man, um, yeah, I was and wondering. who'd you meet first? By the way, too, like that. Oh. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's a compliment. Grand, who is my uh, Brian Trotter, who is my uh, manager, business partner, uh, co-creator, my best bud. Um, he was managing me and you know uh, my homies and shit, and he was just like, "Man, these guys have this fucking sound that is fucking." super ill you know what I'm saying and we should fuck with them because this is the sound that I'm into and we should fucking check it out and he was hip to fucking Black Spade he had heard of Spade and he was like they you know and this was you know we also we're like I'm a teenage kid and shit and I'm hanging out and Soul Tide was like a thing and that's where I met Poe you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying because who I knew before all of that shit I knew gotta be Kareem that's mm-hmm. my that's my brother I love him he lives in Vegas right now doing his thing shout out to gotta be um yeah, I I knew gotta be from when I before I even started rapping like and met Charlie and all that shit. I knew gotta be before any anybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That was my guy, and like he was the one who told me he was fucking with some guys called the fucking Soul Assassins or some shit like that when he was in high school. And it turns out that was Brandon Vaughn, who is motherfucking one of the best fucking clothing designers mm-hmm. in town. Mm-hmm. They were in a group called Metaphor, <laughs> and motherfucking uh, I knew gotta be. 
and he knew fucking Tef. And, like, when it came to, like, the Soul Tide thing originally, there was, like, you know, Black Spade, you know, big homie. <laughs> There's only a couple of them. I don't have many. <laughs> There's only a couple of them. You know what I'm saying? Motherfucking uh, uh, Spade was motherfucking. It was Black Spade and, like, Cash. You know what I'm saying? Shout, uh, big bro. I love I love Cash. Uh, cash with a K. Motherfucker, it's not about the money. But motherfucking, <laughs> um, you know, they was like, you know, them guys, uh, when that they were trying to build this label in town and shit. And, like, Vito was the main, Black Spade was the main motherfucking producer for that whole squad. And he just had this fucking clean-ass fucking sound. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know? It was clean, and it was some shit that I had never heard in my own city, and it was beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I've always just, when I first saw him, you know, performing and like listening to his production, I just had so much respect for him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I had so much respect for him. I was like, this dude is like, so I, don't, I ain't trying to sound like I'm dick eating or nothing, but like genuinely, like he he's one of the most talented people I've ever yeah. fucking met. You know what I'm saying? No, he really yeah. Is. yeah, like he's. Super talented. Bro. I told him this shit to his face, and he he's, was just like, "What?" I was like, "Bro, like you don't understand." Wave like, that motherfucker off, bro. Yeah, yeah, okay, like, like he you don't know that he be fucking floating in the middle of the goddamn <laughs> room, bro. Bro got crazy production. His presentation is mean. He is like a walking black exploitation film. Mm, like, yes. it's, I like that. In I the like cool, that. In the coolest way I can say that, and I don't mean to say it like that. I should call him Soul Cinema because it's, just, <laughs> it's fucking. It's just. It's representing the best of us at all times. Mm. If he's singing, if he's rapping, if he's making the beat, if he's motherfucking doing ad libs in the back, if he just, he's just it was Black Spade. That's what that's what connected me to fucking uh, Soul Tide. I'm rambling, bro. No, you but know, it's a pod, it's, so you know what I mean. What else? <laughs> motherfucking. That's what we're here for. You know yeah. what I mean? So like Spade, um, I got hip to Spade and Cash, and I was like, these guys are crazy. And then motherfucking, um, I met. And through Gotta Be, I met Poe, Tef Poe, Teflon Poetics, Tef Poe. And motherfucking me and Tef became the best of buds <laughs> immediately. We've been the best of friends ever since. Motherfucking, um, yeah. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. Oh, uh, what happened? Uh, I'm I, moved, I moved to Tucson, then I moved to L.A., mm. and then I come back to St. Louis, and then... When I come back, Tef is living in a house with motherfucking family affair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> is these the stories you always tell, Marty? And motherfucking, uh, you don't know no stories. You don't and uh, well, yeah, you just say the you homie. Oh, sorry, that's my, that's me. Uh, and the homie Siraj. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, they are crashing into forty eight, forty eight. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I come back home. It's just the homies in like a big ass fucking boy camp, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> in his crib, and I'm just fucking pulling up, hanging out. I'm like, cuts an olive. I'm like, hey, what y'all niggas on? <laughs> you know? So, y'all just, were y'all making music out of that crib, or? They were making music out of that crib. Uh, yeah. I was figuring it out. That's when me and fucking Trackstar first really started uh, connecting and mm. working and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? I met him before, you know, all of that, but like, when I came back, and I was like, just doing me. He was like, hey, let's, you know, I got this. And then he was like, hey, I'm living, you know, what was that house, bro? Uh, what's it in the Central West End? It was in the Central West End. Yeah. It was fucking. Um, a mansion. Was it was off, the mansion. It was off a of union. Yeah, yeah. It was off a of union. He had this gigantic fucking three-story ass fucking mansion that was falling apart. 
that college, you know, that white college kids, you know, they go to Wash U and shit, mm-hmm. get the opportunity to rent. You know, you know, you don't usually hear a bunch of black kids getting to rent a fucking four story mansion <laughs> Never. in Central Not West Central End. It's falling End. apart. Like it sounds like a sitcom, right? right. Yeah, yeah. Because we've been living the sitcom. You know what I mean? But um, <laughs> but uh, he was he was starting this. He had a studio in there with some guys and shit, and like we just. Started going over there and bonding, me and Tough and Family Affair. And you know what I'm saying? We always just over there getting it in and, uh, you know, fucking singing and rapping and rapping and singing and shit. Dollar mixtape. Yeah. <laughs> Boogie you know, Bang. And, and Trackstar just, you know, kept doing his thing and getting bigger and better and better and bigger. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And long story short, he ended up being a fucking DJ for Run the Jewels with Killer Mike and LP. Shout out to uh, DJ yeah. Trackstar. He followed us yesterday. Like, <laughs> 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 welcome home, welcome home, Trackstar. Yeah, Trackstar like, just moved back to St. Louis, Missouri. Welcome yeah. home, brother. Because uh, I saw like, oh shit, it's a Run the Jewels DJ. Yeah. Like, it's like we made it, guys. <laughs> like, we did it. <laughs> yeah, that's also one of my best friends in the entire world. Man. Yeah, he's, he's also insane. like a hardcore person inside the like. If there's a Rockwell Knuckles brand, he's definitely like one of the guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, him, Brian Trotter, Trifecta, fucking Aloha. <laughs> you know of course. I mean? Now, wh- why did you move? Was it uh, just a personal business? I was like fucking 19 years old. I was just, just doing exploring. Some shit. Fuck else I'm doing. I'm Excursions. Fucking, right. I, was, I was here rapping mm-hmm. for fucking three, four years and fucking I made a name for myself. I'd fucking, you know, did a bunch of freestyle shit and then I did a bunch of rap group shit and then fucking, you know, being a teeny bopper, fucking, you know, depleted a bunch of rappers in my rap group. So it just ended up being me and Fiki. So then me mm. and Fiki move all the way to goddamn Tucson, Arizona. Then we moved to Tucson, Arizona and then we're there and then uh, everybody's living real life and being adults and shit and paying bills and rapping and it's Tucson, Arizona. So, you know, we're like rapping our asses off and they're like, oh man, you guys are cool. You guys are kind of country, but you're Badass. <laughs> so we're fucking hanging out and getting it in and shit. You know, it was a fucking good time. And then we fucking we were there for like a year. And then we went to fucking L.A. and Fiki stayed there for. And Fiki stayed. I went back to St. Louis because the situation we were in when we first got there, I didn't feel comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It wasn't nobody's fault. I just felt like I was, I wasn't. Uh, his his relatives were like you know like giving us a lifeline and shit. And I'm like twenty. 20 years old, 21 years old, some shit like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I don't want to fucking, you know, be a be a bother. I was like, I'll mm-hmm. take my ass back home and regroup. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he stayed in L.A. and he did a bunch of fucking cool shit because he's awesome. Shout out to Damon. He's, he's going as, a, as his rap name is Damon mm-hmm. now. At Songs by Day, D-A-E. Hmm. Yeah. And then you came back to St. Louis. Yeah, I came back to St. Louis, and then lightning struck my bedroom and burned up all of my stuff. Oh, man. Burned up everything I have owned. Because you're Dr. Manhattan, man. <laughs> <laughs> what the yeah, so. <laughs> Yeah. You, like, I've, you, I've never told these stories. This is all shit. That's it's like in my fucking, shit. like in the pilot of my fucking my my TV show and like <laughs> <laughs> in my fucking book and shit. It's fucking hilarious. I got the rest. You, of wait, it. you because you had moved to uh, and why too? Didn't you? Yes, that was later. Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, like because I like how Marty was like when we <laughs> when I was like, yo, we got to get Rockwell on here. He say, 
He has theories. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's and that's all he said. He just has theories. He has theories. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll, we'll be here. It will fuck up your whole mind. Like, I never thought of that way. Can, can you give me an example of a theory that you share? You got a Duh. favorite one? Yeah, you, do we have my, a favorite? Oh, wow. I, I, I love theories. I, I love my, this shit. Uh, one of my favorites, The Matrix and Simpsons. <laughs> wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. The Matrix and, and the Simpsons. They're connected. Well, hold up, hold up, hold up. Wait. I, Matrix. <clears throat> well, well, if you think about it, um, The Simpsons, how they always predicting shit, that's prophecy. So prophecy is connected to The Matrix. So I can see how they nope. come together. But that's the only thing I can connect nope. the two with. And I got to give credit to fucking crack.com because that was something that they fucking... Oh, yeah, that's a great website. They broke that shit at one point, and I, they're dead now. They're they all, did some shit about Mario dumb. Kart that blew my fucking mind. They're I dead can't now. It's all, it's all gone. But, like, uh, the thing about fucking The Matrix and The Simpsons is it's some trippy shit. It's just some cool conversational shit. Fucking, um, when you think about The Matrix, right, and at the end of Matrix 3, what did the... Uh, architect say to the uh, what did the oracle say to the architect no what did the architect say the to the fuck? oracle how long do you think this piece will last and she goes as long as it can and he, and she goes you're gonna keep your promise and he's like yeah we'll let everybody in the matrix know what's going on so think about it if everybody in the fucking matrix who are motherfucking in the matrix are told that they're living a fucking fake video game existence that they can get out of and they can go see the real world how many of them will motherfucking come out of there? Now, aside the fact that Futurama explained to us that the Matrix is one of the dumbest motherfucking premises in the history of motherfucking <laughs> films, they were like, why would you use a human body as a battery when you could just use a potato or a battery? But like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, let's just say for the sake of argument, for shits and gigs, that motherfucking, let's say half the human race decided to motherfucking unplug to see what the real world was like. Let's say, you know what, fuck it. Let's say 60% of the motherfucking human race decided to unplug so they could see what the real world is like, right? What would happen? Maybe everybody that motherfucking was uh, in there, maybe we're not as intricate with all of our colors and everything. Maybe we're all just one shade of brown now. Mm -hmm. Maybe they don't have all the intricate colors of peach and shit and flesh tones and shit, which is flesh tones is just peach and pink. But like, motherfucking, <laughs> let's just motherfucking, you know, maybe everybody's just yellow now. Maybe we lose a finger. Mm. Oh, okay. Maybe maybe life doesn't motherfucking move as smooth. Maybe everybody kind of stays the same age and we don't fucking age. And maybe people fucking die and they come back over and over again because this shit really is a game. But now it's just not as motherfucking accurate as it. It doesn't look like PS2 anymore. It looks like mm. motherfucking 90s animation. Hmm. And then think about it. Springfield is super. Intro? And Springfield is super ultra violent, just like The Matrix. There's a Springfield everywhere. Exactly. That's why you have the most simple fucking name possible. Because what was the name of the city that Mr. Anderson was in? I have no clue. You see what I'm saying? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> this is nuts. How, how, so you, you discovered this from crack. I no, I already knew this, but like I, I don't want to fucking act like I was the one that broke every piece of this down, and they broke this down in, in a thing that they did. So like you know, I like to give credit where credit is due. 
His mom was a scientist, guys. Like this is a, <laughs> this is a lie. This is, like, this is a lie. Like holy shit, I'm Bart. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? I'm ready for the next one. <laughs> right. So you gotta tell me. You got any more of those theories? <laughs> we can go all night. We can go all night. Marty, nah. is there anything else that comes to mind, uh, my friend? Not at the moment. No. Okay. <laughs> that one, that's like the top, though. I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> like, it's something I think about at least once a month. Like, dang. That's why I like you, because we, we kind of like the same guy, kind of, except you're way more intelligent than I am. Shut up. But, uh, Shut like, up. Uh, like, your your pop culture references, I'm like, oh, that's my guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I got to keep up with the zeitgeist, man. And then you talk, when you, I see, I read like some of your movie reviews, I'm like, oh, damn, I felt that way too. <laughs> That's exactly how I felt. Now it's time to write my movie review. Like, Facts. You know what I'm like, it's like, Facts. It's because all the nerd shit. I remember you said something about the fucking Irishman. I'm like, right on, my brother. Man, right on. people trying on. to shit on that fucking movie, dog. Like, honestly, all bullshit aside, if... You love Scorsese the way people be dick eating Scorsese, man. You know what I'm saying? Scorsese, Scorsese is a fucking director god. You know I what watch saying? that movie every day. Well, not bro. To, to bro, people said it's too long. Movie. It's like it's a Scorsese movie. The fact that he gave you basically twice the amount of a Scorsese movie, <laughs> right. you fucking close your mouth and you say thank you. People <laughs> right. go, well, how do I close my mouth and say thank you? <laughs> exactly. It sounds like you should just be watching The Irishman instead of trying to figure that shit out. It's fucking it's Joe Pesci's last performance on screen, arguably. Yeah. It might How be. about you soak this shit in? He goes, some people, not me, think you need to calm down. <laughs> you know, not people, not not me. You know, some people, not some me, people. think that you motherfucking you know going a little too far. Some people, not me. Hey, like bro. Right. You don't get nuance like that every day. And people go, man, that was too long. That shows how short you are. <laughs> it's disgusting. Yeah. And, don't, and I, it's difficult for me to even talk about film because I'm in the hospitality business. I'm in the entertainment business. I'm in the hospitality business. And, like, in hospitality, it's difficult speaking to different guests and being like, you know, and they're like, they're trying to talk to you about, like, film and it's like, we can't talk about film. I had fucking Godfather playing in my bar, and like, I mm -hmm. fucking was explaining how this is the greatest family film ever. And someone was like, a family film? I'm like, yes. it's, it's a film about a family, bro. Right. I said, I've been watching this since I was fucking three years old. And they go, well, that's fucked up. I'm like, no, it's not. There's not actually really, there's zero, there's mild violence in this hey, film. I, there's enough violence no. to fucking cover a kid's eyes, man. But it teaches a kid about the nuance of understanding of a conversation. Who's honestly being honest? Who's trying to put on a ruse? You can see who's really connected to who, how the loyalty connects and to what level they will go. Thank you. It's a, it's a beautiful film about family. Sorry, I'm shaking the table, guys. That's that wobbly, wobbly. No, movie. but it was like, like no, I literally have a blog post that I did not put out because that is a rough draft. A while I was like, yo, my future children will watch and understand Godfather. Like, Absolutely. What it's about. Like like you said, loyalty. Yeah, like bro. it's like, yo. My son's about to be six. I have yet to I have yet to play him the Godfather because that's like a real for me, that's a real father son moment. My yeah, mother yeah. my mother's the one who played me the Godfather. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like she like she broke she and she broke it down in absolute fucking common sense. Cause my mother's an absolute you know, my mother's the next level, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was uh I was watching the Irishman again as usual, like the other day, and like you were saying about like Joe Pesci, like this might be like it, mm -hmm. like because even he has the ability, he just didn't 
Yeah, no, I'm good. Mm-hmm. But Scorsese picks up the phone. Like, oh yeah, okay. He's like, I'm on the way, bro. Right, like I'm and on the way. I don't because just in case some people never seen it or anything, I spoil. It's no spoiler. No, I'm no, not, no. I'm not about to spoil it. How about this? How about this? I'm gonna break it down like this. If you want to understand Martin Scorsese, as far as people talking about gangster films, Martin Scorsese's first film about low income gangsters is called Mean Streets. Street, yep. It was made in nineteen either sixty nine or nineteen seventy three. Seventy three. It was made in nineteen seventy three. It's the first. Mo- it's the second movie that he had fucking Robert De Niro in. Yep. And it is a movie about the guys, the mob guys that stand outside when people pull up in front of. In front of the spot, trying to talk to somebody in a social club, is those guys and the low-level bullshit that they get into trying to live their little street thug life. Then, in 1991, he fucking comes up with Goodfellas. And Goodfellas is motherfucking um, a mid- middle-class gangsters and how middle-class gangsters can motherfucking th- uh, thrive and flourish from the 50s to the goddamn 80s. And then you get fucking Casino, which came out in what, 95, 96? Mm-hmm. Casino it is. Might be late, less than that. Might be like 93, 94. No. I say around 95. No, it's like 95. 95. It's, it's right around there. 95. Because Na- Nas, yeah, Nas did Street Dreams video oh, where he was dressed yeah. just like him, it and that was written. in 96. Yeah. So, motherfucking uh, Casino is a film about the. Um, Upper class gangster, you know what I'm saying? How the 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 end result of Bugsy Siegel creating mm-hmm. Vegas mm-hmm. and the guys that are skimming from the top and these are hundreds of millions of dollars that are getting skimmed off of, getting sent back home to Kansas City, to St. Louis, to motherfucking Louisiana, to goddamn Miami, yeah. you know what I'm saying? To Detroit, you know what I'm saying? Like that's a cool fucking story, you right. feel me? But people don't understand that this movie is fucking. Martin Scorsese's masterpiece because this movie is about the 13th floor. There is no thir- there is no button for the 13th floor on the elevator, bro. That's the administrative level. There was no bank. How were they making all these fucking casinos in goddamn Vegas, bro? Mm. They were making these casinos through fucking getting uh, uh, loans from the Teamsters. And who was in charge of the Teamsters? Jimmy Hoffa. Hoffa. Jimmy Hoffa had $8 billion that he was in charge of. Billion with a fucking B. B is in bitch. Like, <laughs> bro, like, he was the bank. This is the movie about the bank that started it all. You understand what I'm saying? The count room. The, them, big boy, <laughs> them big boy conversations. Motherfucking Jimmy Hoffa okaying a $300 million motherfucking uh, 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 property being constructed, a $100 million property being constructed. You know what I'm saying? And then and and then things getting a little sweeter because you f- realize you can intimidate this one and not that one. Not saying that story is absolutely true, but the story that he's telling is 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 one of merit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And people fucking playing it because it's on Netflix. If you chopped it up into parts, if you weren't a bitch and you fucking took <laughs> all of your medicine instead of asking for it to be in some soda pop or some shit, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I might have to no, watch this movie now. Scorsese stays bro. on playing my like I like I literally had my bro. daughter in my arms and I was just like she was up, you no. Know, yeah. It was late and it was that part where Joe Pesci was talking to uh Robert De Niro at the like towards the end of like the Irishman. He's like, either way it go, he's going. <laughs> like I was like, oh. He's going. I was like, oh shit. It was just the way he said it with such calmness and just absolute. But like, what did Frank say to fucking Jimmy? He goes, I talked to the guys. They told me to tell you, you it is, is what, what it is. is. Like, yo. He goes, 
They wouldn't dare. They bro, wouldn't dare. The, the fact that they was they, the, the way that they spoke, because that's real shit. No, the way bro. They spoke, like, there's nothing else to say. <laughs> they told me to tell you, you it, is, it is what, what it, it is. is, bro. Like, and you read between the lines or whatever. You already know what it is. Come on. Like, like, dog, stop what you're doing. Because I'm about to ruin the image and the style that you're used to. I'm looking funny. But, yo, I'm making money, see? It's a whole world. I'm oh, sorry. It's, it's the, the Humpty Dance. That's on the mix. Just need a button. In the words of uh, your album, uh, you're fucking out. <laughs> and I'm fucking it, Jimmy Hoffa. It's over. <laughs> and that's what they told him, bro. That's what they You're told out. him, bro. It's, it is what it is. And he had to explain to him, it's my fucking union. And nobody, and no man wants to be bullied when it comes to something that he created. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You feel me? My only thing about that movie is, where's Danny DeVito's character? Have you ever watched Danny DeVito's movie Hoffa? Yes. Starring fucking yes. Jack Nicholson? The first one, yeah. Where is Danny DeVito's character in that fucking movie? Right, that is true. Because all I think about is when the feds told Danny DeVito's character, he goes, well, Jimmy's going away. And Danny DeVito's character say, well, I'm going with him. <laughs> Bro, I'm like, there's no level of loyalty harder than that shit. He go, well, I'm going with him. DeVito. You think you can get me to snitch on Jimmy Hoffa? <laughs> he started laughing. You piece of shit. <laughs> Bro, it's one of the, it's one hey, of the illest. Damn. That shit was hilarious. He goes, you piece of shit. <laughs> God bless you, Danny DeVito. Yo, he killed that shit, dog. My sister-in-law does his coloring. <laughs> Shout out to Danny DeVito. Shout out to my sister-in-law, Shireen. Your, uh, a hashtag your hair's best friend. <laughs> What would we do without Rockwell Knuckles? I wouldn't know, man. Like, what the fuck? I wouldn't. Like, uh, I, I see you see how like multiverse this like episode is. We are all he over the place. He, he literally broke down Scorsese's filmography. <laughs> like, we yo, talked about and Jay-Z, they, uh, no, career. you literally you, you literally just showed how they all connect. Yeah, like, I was like, is this a fucking trilogy? Like, what the fuck? It literally is, now, bro. Uh, and I have all those movies on DVD, like. I'm about to watch Main Streets and go from the beginning. Like, yo, what the fuck? It's literally, it's lower class, middle class, upper class, motherfucking administration level. But if you want a fun side story, or a side story, a B story, like fucking Grand Theft Auto, some online story shit, you watch fucking The Departed. And that's mm. when he gets into his Irish bag. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But also you go to Gangs of New York because that's him motherfucking getting in his historical ga- Irish gang bag. You know what I'm saying? Like, Scorsese is the god of all goddamn gangster film, bro. I'm bro. sorry. I right. And 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 you can also look at Four Coppola because Four Coppola made the greatest motherfucking gangster movie ever, but also the greatest film in American history, yeah. The Godfather. The Godfather is the greatest film in American history. Like my me and my pops, that's what we bond over the most. Come like, on, we always have a line. We see each other. It's Come a Godfather on, line. like my favorite line was part two, where I was like, when he asked me to do some shit, I'd be like. I'm not interested in things that don't concern me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, oh, Jesus. And this was before he became a gangster. He was just like, that was just like, damn. And I'd be telling people that, like, where'd you get that from? If Did I had know? a wartime council Yeti, a Sicilian, I wouldn't be in this shape. Pop got Jenko, look what I got. You know what? Everything got a little hot. Mom Sa- Sa- made a little dinner. <laughs> Sonny tried to cool it out. And it's so funny because Sonny is the one who brought Tom into the motherfucking right. household. I found him on the street. And Tom is older than, than all of them. 
Yeah. Tom's older than Sonny, who's the oldest. So it's funny, once they lose Sonny, Tom is technically the oldest, but then Fredo feels like he's still the middle kid because Tom is more respected than motherfucking Fredo is. Yep. But then no one respects Fredo, so he feels like the baby because even Connie, the daughter, who's not even respected on no business shit, is listened to more than Fredo. So then Fredo <laughs> will handle some Mickey Mouse nightclub. <laughs> I was your older brother, Mikey, and I got stepped over. It's not the way I wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, they, they, this is exactly how me and my pops talk, dog. I, like, just want the, I just want the motherfucking audience to know that they filled me up with Martel Cognac, <laughs> and I'm full of that weed. This is crazy. This is, this is all they fault, bro. This is facts. This is all they fault. Everything bro. going is going to plan. <laughs> and and you're, you're quite the uh, Prince connoisseur too. I love you for that. Brother. Absolutely, I, man. I, Prince I, is I, my I, Tupac. I must well, I mean, you. Tupac is my Tupac, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I man. That's the only one that's like, okay, he loves Prince. It's good with me. Like, he's, it's like, he's all right with me. That's what made me start this motherfucking uh, new album that I'm about to put out pretty soon called Raytown. Because motherfucking Tef kept saying to me, he go, bro, we was on a crazy vibe. We was rapping. We rocking. We motherfucking doing our shit. Then one day, you basically, you basically looked at me and was like, all right, so I'm going to be Prince. <laughs> <laughs> he was like... Well, all right, dog. That's not what I said, but that's how he took it. And like, I guess when I start doing the knuckles and shit, he was like, "So you just gonna you just, you just gonna diamonds and pearls me?" Like, he was like, "I need some. I love it when you sing and you do all the vibe. I know it's a vibe and shit. And I, know you're I know you're technically still rapping on the song. I need a rocky rap album, bro." I was like, mm. "Right on, bro. Right on." So, like. What what was the what was the was there a specific like thing that Prince did or created that inspired the new one new joint or it was just just overall just him as an artist that um I mean for me Prince is just the constant bro you know what I mean like I I in my own way emulate his leadership in the same way that in Black Spade's own way he emulates his leadership in the same way that Tef Poe emulates his leadership mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying my crew is full of leaders that's the cool part about my crew I mm -hmm. love my crew you know what I'm saying fucking Marty <laughs> Marty's a leader bro He, but see he likes to lead quietly <laughs> but, but he's the guy who's so quiet and he looks like he knows what's going on so everybody asks him so what do you think we should do <laughs> and, and then he says the most sensible thing in the room and they go well let's just listen to Marty <laughs> you know what I mean so that's what I get that's what I get from Prince bro like he just he didn't fit in with everything he stood out around everything all the music was from the heart whether it was fucking sexual or spiritual, mm. it all came from the same place, which shows you that none of that is that fucking disconnected. Mm. You know what I mean? He wasn't the tallest man in the world. He wasn't the handsomest man in the world. But you know what he did? Take he, your bitch. <laughs> he made his height and his looks work for him in the way that made him irresistible to a certain demographic of women. And shit, a certain demographic of dudes. Let's not even bullshit ourselves. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, he was the next level, bro. 
The mu- Like, you want to talk about rappers? He's technically one of the best rappers. You want to talk about singers? He's technically one of the best singers. You want to talk about dancers? He's technically one of the best dancers. You want to talk about guitar players? He's one of the best guitar players. You want to talk about piano players? He's one of the best piano players. You want to talk about drummers? He's one of the best drummers. You want to talk about band leaders? He's one of the best band leaders. You want to talk about directors? As far as music videos, as, as artists, he's one of the best music video directors as an artist. You want to talk about motherfucking screenwriters? You want to talk about motherfucking, like, label owners? You want to talk about, like, fucking tour runners? You want to talk about motherfucking ladies' man? You want to talk about goddamn hairstylists that didn't go bald after all that fucking permanent hot combing? You want to talk about... Like, he was the best. I will argue that he is the greatest musician that ever lived. I will argue that down to anybody. Aside from maybe a Stevie Wonder, because he did all that type of shit and couldn't see a thing. So, like, aside from that... Prince could hoop, too. He could do a lot of things. He could do anything. You feel me? He could grab anybody's mother, sister, fucking auntie, cousin. He could grab any of them at a moment's notice, bro, because he was provocative. Yeah. He made how many movies? A bunch of them. He direct he he made a movie. He wrote a movie, gave it to his motherfucking uh, handlers. They motherfucking organized some shit that he motherfucking start okaying. Then he motherfucking puts out a film that wins a goddamn Oscar and a Grammy, best album, best fucking film. Mm. What are we talking about? And that's all that a certain demographic of motherfucking melanated folk know him for. Mm. They don't even know him for making one of the greatest albums ever before that, 1999. Yeah. They don't know about him making a motherfucking album, Parade, which was motherfucking his next movie, which was Black and White, which after motherfucking him and Morris Day stopped fucking around at the time because Morris Day was insulted because he had to catch a cab to the premiere of motherfucking Purple Rain. So he, him and Prince stopped kind of fucking around hardcore like that at the time. So... Him and Jerome has such a uh, Prince and Jerome has such a great motherfucking rapport. Motherfucking Prince grabbed motherfucking Jerome and then they made the movie Under the Cherry Moon. Love that movie. Where Prince is playing a fucking gigolo in the south of France. Mm-hmm. Wearing Versace and Bayucci in 19 fucking 86. Bro, I gotta see all this. It's a movie it's in black amazing. and white. Yeah, it's great. It's you wonderful. can't even see the color you can't even see the color uh, the color schemes. You can't even see the colorways that he's wearing. Cause it's all in black and white. But you could just and these fucking rich old motherfucking millionaire ladies in fucking the south of France. While he's <laughs> while he's writing songs and singing about being in real love. And he's working at a fucking hotel being a fucking piano man, bro. He directed that movie right after fucking Purple Rain. Yeah, dude is God Body. Like they don't I, make them like that no more. Nah, not at all, right. bro. I remember because uh, it was, and that's why Prince is my Tupac. I mean, Tupac <laughs> is my Tupac, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, because that 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 song on 1999 taught me how to write. It was uh, Little Red Corvette. Like that 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 song like taught me how to like write music and just write in general. <laughs> like I'm like damn and then when I got older I'm like oh shit he's talking about pussy like, <laughs> like, like what the fuck this man's a genius I didn't get that at all it's <laughs> like what the fuck is going on this just sounded like the future as a baby <laughs> right I'm like damn I want a Corvette like, it's like, this is a You're fast hilarious. car like damn this is this is the dream yeah but yeah. like the but like Black Spade is motherfucking in, influenced by Prince in a fucking big way you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and I'm influenced by Prince in a big way and I've always felt like that was one thing that he and I always connected on on a certain level. You know mm. what I'm saying? Black Spade is motherfucking, he's the king, bro. He's yeah. the illest, bro. I, like, I don't I don't ever try to, aside from Black Spade, there's motherfucking my, my, my brother Tef Poe, who's actual Black Spade's blood brother. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But like, that's my brother. That's my brother. And motherfucking Tef Poe is the illest. You know what I'm saying? 
and not to be an asshole in this new generation of motherfuckers just rapping rah, 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 rah. dub is like like the illest you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying and like you know me and him are blood related which is fucking random fucking <laughs> and, uh, yeah so like you know I know that was some random shit to say, no, no, but I'm full, no. of that, I'm full of that weed. You heard that? <laughs> it's like you said, man. That, that, that shit funny. They, they don't make them like that no more, mm, man. Oh, man. Black Space the illest, bro. It's like, he just put out a new album. What's the name of the album? Something brother? and Nothing. No, no, it's with the, it's Black Spade and the Somethings and Nothing. Nothings. Sessions. Oh, okay. The Something and Nothing Sessions? sessions yes. Yeah. He's the illest, bro. Like, I forgot the name of the joint. What is with Amon Amari towards the end with, uh, oh, yeah, I forgot the name. We're going to have to play a Black Spade record or some mm, shit. I can't play that shit. Mind. He won't mind. I promise he won't mind. He won't that shit was nuts. <laughs> Big homie won't mind. When he dropped it, I'm like, oh, God, I'm dropping everything I'm doing. Like, <laughs> it's over. She came best. across my phone. I was like, say less. He the best. Say less. Hey, man, I, like, he I told, like I told every other uh, force member that was here. I need a reunion. <laughs> With me included. <laughs> what are you talking about? The, the band, Blues Brothers is shit. No, man. The band is back together. No, what are you talking about? We us. We always us, man. Me and Marty are me and Marty at all times. Me and Spade are me and Spade at all times. Me and Poe are me and Poe 24 hours a day. You know what I'm saying? We all 1,000, bro. Mm-hmm. It's still like I'm saying, we still the force no matter what. Of course. Ain't like... Ain't like how it was like in 09 and 2010 and 2011, but it's like we the force. Yeah, everybody regardless. doing a Even bunch of when... shit. Vandalism is a goddamn fucking super cool DJ now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Brotherism. He fucking doing some cool ass shit. Amazing. Yeah. Dope His ass beard DJ. is awesome. And he has a, <laughs> and he's always had an exceptional ear for music. So him actually like, you know, mixing the production with fucking DJing and shit and making a vibe. That's incredible. Yeah. You feel me? Everybody I fuck, everybody I fuck with is fucking like, like existential. Right. You can go to look at Rome. Kind of my thing. You can look at Rome. Like Indiana every Rome album he has, is pretty much a force album. Indiana. You look Rome at it. If you look level, at it. Indiana Rome is a super producer, and he shows motherfuckers. He was he's been doing the year of Griselda for the last goddamn <laughs> five, six years, bro. Right. Nobody okay. has dropped music more consistently in this town like six, than Indiana. Six albums Rome, in the last bro. year? He yeah, would, like five, he drops, six He drops an EP, drops a single, drops a video, yeah. drops an album. Nobody gets busy the way Indiana Rome yeah. gets busy, bro. And you know what's so funny? They usually tell you in media training you're not supposed to speak about other artists aside from yourself. But see, I'm not built like that, man. These are my <laughs> people. I got to make sure my people are spoken on, man. I don't think Indiana Rome is spoken on enough. I don't think people exactly. appreciate motherfucking his production. His, his Not just his beat making skill, his actual production as a fucking producer. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Him putting songs together, putting fucking, you know what I'm saying, sounds together, working with other producers. You know what I'm saying? Very talented guy, bro. Everybody in my yeah. circle is mean. I'll just, like, once you keep mentioning <laughs> random people, I'm just going to give a soliloquy about how awesome they are. <laughs> That's how a real nigga's I'm supposed to move. I'm so fucking much. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Scorsese, Prince movies. I mean, I, yeah, everything. You got a lot of homework. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm saying a lot, ain't I right? I'm my bad, man. No, you, like, my I got bad, it. Man. We good. <laughs> my so, bad, man. So uh, how did the, the Knuckles form come about the idea take me back to the to you know the genesis of that okay well uh, 
You heard of Bone Thugs and Harmony, right? One of my favorites. Okay. Well, uh, Crazy Bone from Bone Thugs and Harmony had this fucking cool idea to make a. You know how you know how Entourage is basically a biopic for Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, his homies. Yeah. But instead of it being four guys from Boston, it's four guys from Queens. Mm-hmm. Well, Crazy Bone had the exact same idea. Instead of having four rappers from Cleveland with long hair, he was gonna have four rappers from St. Louis with short hair. And I was basically playing Crazy Bones' character. And Aloha was playing Crazy Bones' baby mama that he has most of the, you know, back and forth dialogue when he gets fresh out of the can before he fucking really puts Bone together. Mm -hmm. So we did the pilot and like we're in the fucking, um, uh, we was at the workhouse and shit, and they had a scene where I come out of the workhouse with a backpack, and I was like, nobody comes out of the out of the workhouse with a backpack. They come <laughs> out with a clear bag. Mm-hmm. We should probably have a clear bag. Uh, Craig Thomas, who was the fucking you know director, uh, co writer, creator of this show at the time, you know what I'm saying, was like, it's all right, ain't nobody gonna trip off of it. I said, bro, people that have have come out of the workhouse are gonna trip <laughs> off of it. And literally, I fucking go in to do the scene. I'm sitting in like you know when you first walk into mm. the workhouse and shit uh, in the lobby area. They were like, are you shooting a shot? It was like, are you supposed to be coming out of the workhouse? They said, you got a, the lady behind the counter said, you got a backpack? Nobody comes out of the workhouse with a backpack. They come out with a clear plastic bag. I said, I know, ma'am. <laughs> Tried to tell him. I know. That's what, that's what he, that, I'm going with the director's vision. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but like, anyway, fucking, uh, me and Aloha, Aloha was working on that. And I've known Aloha since we were kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and so. We, she and I have never had a bad moment. She's like, you know, super awesome, a good spirit, always in good spirits. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't know any fucking body that was working on this shit. It was fucking uh, Jibs was working on it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I didn't know Jibs personally. And uh, Vega Seals was working on it. I didn't know Vega Seals personally. Petey Weistro was working on it. I didn't know Petey Weistro. Mm-hmm. Even though I fuck with all of them guys now and mm-hmm. we get along great and they're fucking awesome dudes. You know what I'm saying? We don't chop it up every day, but they're good guys. Um, so we're all working on the show because the four of us are playing the four char- the four main characters in Bone and shit. Mm-hmm. And um, so me and Aloha are having all these different scenes or whatnot, and we just chopping it up. And I'm like, you know, we going over rehearsing shit. And I'm like, dude, we fucking, huh, you're awesome, man. She's like, you're <laughs> awesome. I'm like, dude, yeah. we, you know, we. We were supposed to, like, work on an EP, like, hellas ago, and we, like, flaked on it on some fucking club talk shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? She was like, yeah, well, let's, let's start working on that. You know what I mean? And uh, so we went to the studio, and we motherfucking made, like, three songs, and three songs turned into six, and six songs turned into ten. ten I mean, ten. Ten songs turned into twenty. Twenty songs turned into a hundred. hundred songs turned into three hundred. Three hundred turned into... I can't even count how many songs we actually have. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of songs. Yeah. It, like, I mean, like, how how did y'all, um, like, I want to say, not, like, creative process. Well, yeah, kind of like, what's the, the, the vibe, like, in the lab? When y'all y'all cooking something together, is it different? Well, I know it's different from uh, versus like solo work. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you have to get in like a different mindset? No. Or you just like, hey man, you be you, I be me, and then no, Lohau's an absolute genius, and she's like super brilliant, and she she doesn't need me. 
You understand what mm. I'm saying? Yeah. Like, she gets in the studio and she can make a song. She can pull a song out of her ass. She can pull a song, pardon my language. She can pull a song <laughs> out of the sky. She can pull a fucking song out of the air, dude. She, like, you know what I'm saying? She's a, she's brilliant. You feel me? Mm. So the fact that she can just come up with a melody of some sort, I can come up with, some, you know, a couple of words, because she'll already have some words, but I'll add something else to it and we'll change the swing and then we're, you know, we're both just building on something and it's mm. two people that know how to like create an ambiance and make it feel like a moment and create like an environment sonically working together and we're just like building a room together and it's a room that somebody gets to sit in for a certain amount of time you mm. know so that's how we fucking work i like because it for me it like i said i'm we made the jokes about uh, Benny Texas. You know, I'm, I'm not outside. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, 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 mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the lab writing. I'm like Dexter's laboratory type shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And um, when it, when the I, f- I forgot the first song that popped up or I heard, I want to say it was probably like Laundry Mat. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, they, it's a duo? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, where'd this come from? I thought I was like super out of the loop. Because mm-hmm. I, I thought I was like super late. Like, no, no, no. Like, no, nigga. We, we all like, know. No, like, it's all brand new for all of us. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Like, I'm like, damn. And then when I heard it, I'm like, oh, shit. This some stadium music type shit. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's, it's different. Like, I don't want to be tough. Like, hey, get back on your rap. I like the knuckles type shit, bro. Like, I love yeah. that shit. Like, I like the knuckles, bro. <laughs> I'm the I live feel performances like performances. I feel. Thank you. Next thank level. Mo, thank you, Mo. I y'all appreciate the fuck out of you that. for that, bro. Yeah. I love you for that, y'all bro. Y'all the ghost. Every <laughs> time somebody come back from like a knuckles performance, it's just like, yo. And then they, of course, they have a video of it. Like, yeah. damn, is that a fucking person that just flew in there? Like, it's a beach ball? Like, what the bro, fuck? Cotton candy? Facts. <laughs> yeah. I had like three bags of cotton candy. You're like, no are they throwing reason. popsicles into the crowd? What the fuck is happening? With the Ice Cream Man music playing? Like, nigga, we get, bro, we have fun, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, we have fun, and it's like yeah. real, genuine fun. But then that's the thing, like, we do comedy on stage. I, you know, we do fucking stand up. We do fucking like, it's damn near like a bit of a play because we're doing like a, we're doing a, a romantic situation comedy on stage where mm-hmm. we're like disagreeing about X, Y, and Z, and <laughs> we're doing trivia. We're doing all sorts of interesting shit. You know what I'm saying? It's just me, but it's but it's, it's not, experience. but it's not a gimmick. Right. It's literally she and I, and Marty is my witness to this. This is literally how we live. Like right. that's she and I to the point where like we're disagreeing and we're arguing and we're like, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like to where she's like super pissed at me. You know what I mean? But like, but like, I've never created with anybody else to this degree aside from like. You know, when me and Tefs first start working together and shit. Mm-hmm. But this is, like, even more butter because she just motherfucking makes everything I do better. Mm-hmm. That's sweet. Like I said, it's I, what it is, I, man. I, I seen the... It's numbers, it's facts. S- Cinco de Mayo performance. I'm like, God damn. Yep. Uh, you know what that's I was the there? Mo- that's the most liked video on my Instagram. Bro, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> that is the most liked video on my just, Instagram. Just the stage presence in Aloha is just like this... Like, well, Prince, the band leader, like, God damn. Like, yeah, man. The, just like, just. No, no, no. We're Jay and Silent Bob. I'm Silent Bob. I like that. I like that. <laughs> I'm Silent Bob. She's all energy. And she's like, hey, everybody. Ooh, ooh. And I'm like, yeah, well, okay, right now. What does he say? Uchi okay, Nuchis, bro. Or right. Snoochie Boochies. Snoochies. <laughs> <laughs> 
no. literally, and I'm just like, I'm just there. And she's like, yeah, and everybody went. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, you know, I'm trying to be a little more realistic about it. You know, you know, and she's like, Rocky! And I'm like, yeah, well, let's roll a fatty boobatty blunt. Right. <laughs> right. Like, it's a good time, man. It's a good time. You know what I mean? We got to, we got to, our next project is called Cool Times. Uh, she's got a solo project that's going to be coming out called Big Mama Boom Boom. With a dope video she shot for it, too. Which is awesome. I love great videos. Shows. You know, and then uh, I got a solo project, my first rap project in like fucking, what, five years or some shit. And it's called Solo Like Just Rapping. And it's called uh, Raytown. I played some of that shit for y'all earlier. Yes. Mm. Do we have any good Flames. things to say? Any bad things to say? Okay. okay. He, he had, I'm not going to say the line. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna say like I don't, I don't like to spoil things. I don't. I don't like to spoil things. But it, there was a line on the intro that had the metaphor. The metaphor of the town, Ray Town. Down like okay, this nigga's in his Duffy. He's in his Duffy. Like he, he, I like he, the intro. The the intro. The one he said he was gonna play. Yeah, yeah, that's that it. Like, oh, okay, okay. I'm glad I got to hear. It's amazing. I mean, sh- if, if you're a Rocky fan, <laughs> like, do, do you want? This is already real Rocky. You know shit. what to expect. You never heard Rocky or Rock Road Knuckles, all the Knuckles. Trust. It's just and you, and also if you used to watch Mama's Family, <laughs> if you was one enough, if you grew up in the '90s and you used to like watch Channel Two. <laughs> Two episodes of Mama's Family, then you went to sleep because Mash came on. Like, oh, Mash came on, it's time to go to bed. Doom, 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 doom. It's just, and and it's weird because that's one of them random fucking sitcoms that like I got into. Because, like you said, it came on right before I went to bed when I was a kid. And there's three different demographics for this motherfucking show. Mm-hmm. There's the fucking people that was like kids when this shit was actually live on the air mm-hmm. that are familiar with it. They're the people that motherfucking uh, pull up in my area where like that shit came on twice before MASH came on on Fox before they went to sleep. Mm-hmm. And then there's the demographic that watched that shit when it was on TBS and came on like five times a day when you was off school and shit. <laughs> and that shit was on, you know what I'm saying? It was, And then it's the fucking kids that watched it on CMT because it's a bunch of fucking White people with fucking hillbilly accents, so they they play that shit on country music television, mm. and then they fucking play that shit on fucking logo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's a bunch of people that watch that show on a consistent basis. So there's somebody that's gonna be into this because every Absolutely. city's got a Raytown man. The whole premise of my album is motherfucking um, community, and I got more features on this album than I've had on any album I've ever fucking put out before. But like, my whole thing is the album's about my community. Mm. How my community is just a bunch of fucking talented ass people that sometimes don't know where they're going or how to move forward, but they know what they're doing and they're telling everybody what they're doing and everybody know everybody's business and everybody fucking connected and everybody stuck with each other and we the ones that boost each other and speak highly of each other. And you know what I'm saying? We're mm-hmm. all impressive in all these different circles and all of us fucking brag about each other, man. Yep. So we're all a community, bro. And every city's got that community. When I lived in New York, motherfucking, uh, there was a community like that. When I lived in uh, L.A., there was a community like that. When I lived in Tucson, there was a community like that. There was a community in Chicago like that, in Atlanta, and fucking Milwaukee. Springfield. Every single fucking <laughs> place you go, there's a, there's a small community of people they talk shit and they think they fucking got the got the answers, but they all fuck with each other. Mm-hmm. Cause why not? 
And, and a lot of us don't think like that. Uh, and, and that's we, Ray we, Town. We, it's we, Ray Town is coming soon. Like I we, might drop that shit on 314 Day when you motherfuckers drop it. Yeah, because like, sometimes like, no, we really got it good, man. You know, like, mm-hmm. depending on First, on, depending on first world problems, my yeah, like, There's yeah. people starving for rice and bread and water. Just fresh water. Mm-hmm. We can get water out the faucet. Whether there's some mites in it or not, whatever. Like, no, there's, like, water to drink. There's motherfuckers that go, like, miles to go get some yeah, water. Bro. Right, and that's the whole day. We are so blessed. And that's why, I, and not to be on, and to be perfectly honest, and I apologize to all my fucking dog-loving friends out there, but, like, that's like when people talk to me about fucking dogs and rescue dogs and shit. I'm like, there are starving children out here. Don't talk to me about a fucking dog. <laughs> You talk to me about yeah. a dog. Grow up. <laughs> Grow the fuck up. Don't you say a fucking word to me about a dog. Who can feed himself? My dog died. No. Shut the fuck up. Shut, <laughs> shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Don't you say a word to me about a dog. There's babies with Down syndrome in this world. You talking to me about a dog? Shut up. Your priorities are garbage. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Why weren't you Mike Vick's lawyer? Sorry. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, well. I see what you did there. <laughs> I really love doing podcasts. <laughs> no one gets canceled. My firm. I don't believe in canceling. Say my firm I'm in syndication forever. <laughs> I'm Seinfeld, bitch. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. You like can't cancel me. <laughs> oh, shit. That's hilarious. How the fuck did we start talking about dogs? That's <laughs> Oh yeah, oh, we, we got it good. We got it good. Yeah, we blessed. We got drinking water, and yeah, there are starving children out here, man. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Like no, I got heat, 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 air conditioning. It's crazy to me. You got heat, air conditioning. How about this? We can drive up the street and go to a laundromat and wash all of our clothes <laughs> at one time. Fresh drawers. <laughs> You know what I mean? Fresh draws, nigga. Not to mention you can wash your ass with like different variations of soaps, nigga. You can get the peppermint soap. You can get that Dr. Bronner's peppermint soap, nigga, to keep everything clean, nigga. Or you can get that Irish Spring if you're feeling like a fuck, you know what I mean? If you got like a mouse problem in your house, you you slice up the fucking uh, Irish Spring, man. (laughs) And they leave. And you want to know something funny? I learned that at the bar, my, my bar. That's what I learned that. My event, my uh-huh. my my event manager, motherfucking told me about that. She was like, "You just chop up Irish Spring." I said, "I don't know anything about that. I've never, had I've to never heard nothing close to that shit." Google that shit, dude. I'm not even making this Damn. up. That's crazy. It's a found of knowledge, fucking with me, bro. I just been motherfucking. <laughs> Obviously, you, know I mean? you gave me five different fucking theories. <laughs> I'm just that, saying. I, that I'm so thankful that you have shared with me. I'm just saying, bro. <laughs> I'm just saying, we. I mean, I got plenty more, man. I'm still stuck on the Scorsese shit. <laughs> what the fuck? You never even thought about that shit. Did never, you? never. I never thought about the actual like social. It's literally class of lower it. class, middle class, upper class, administrative class. That this new movie is a fucking masterpiece. Even if Frank Shep, even if Frank was full of shit and he really wasn't the guy that fucking killed Jimmy and shit, mm-hmm. it's such a beautiful story. 
hearing the story of an aging, a fucking hitman who ends up dying alone. You you fucking came from the war, but when you came back home from the war, you never really left the war. So you motherfucking sitting here and you going through your shit and you're doing your shit and you're dealing with your shit and, and you're used to taking orders. So you found some motherfuckers to take orders from. Mm, the right ones, and they paying <laughs> and they paying you quality because you're dealing with some quality folk because they paisan. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So even though he's not fucking you know Italian, mm-hmm. but he's Italian right. because he spent all that time in Italy and he understands politics. It's geopolitical fucking politics, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even though technically he was a war criminal because he was shooting Nazis and making them fucking dig their own graves. How many Nazis did the same fucking thing? <laughs> I'm not. We're not getting into that. We're not getting into that. You know, God bless. America. <laughs> you know, don't get it fucked up. I'm just saying. That's some shit they were really trying to cancel. You go. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, like, she said the N word. Like, hey, bro, somebody in my trees, B. Like, what the yeah. fuck? Like, what the fuck is going on? You know. You're watching me. And I would like to apologize to our uh, average listener that listens to this podcast very often. I'm sorry I'm going on such so many tangents about Randall. Like, I thought you were interviewing him about him. <laughs> this is him. This matches the music. This is, yeah. this this is Rocky. Like, right. This is you, baby. Right. I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> like, this, is, this is where we need to be. Fuck, we on. Like, so, so we got the, the new joint coming. What else you been up to? Just... Just life in general. How's everything going for you? Everything's good, man. Aloha and myself as the Knuckles will uh, debut. We'll do our television debut on my birthday on March 4th. Um, we're Pisces. Gonna, we're going to be on the season finale of the TV show Good Trouble. Okay. Which is on Freeform. Freeform is the new name for ABC Family. Mm. Um, there is a show called Good Trouble about two provocative uh, intelligent business women of today who are sisters basically from the TV show Meet the Fosters. Mm-hmm. This is a continuation of the show Meet the Fosters and this is about two powerful young business women who are fucking making it in a, you know, m- you know, a mansplaining business world. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, um, yeah, Aloha and I, well, a friend of ours, uh, Damon Turner, who is a very talented guy, super talented fucking artist, uh, creator, um, he called us and said that on this episode they were recreating a party that we threw at Afropunk mm. last year. Not 2019, 2018, I think. Yeah, it was 2018. It was 2018. Fucking uh, Aloha and I performed at Afropunk at this uh, thing that my friend Damon Turner made called Trap Hills. <laughs> and it's basically, you know, Hood hood shit, but like beautiful shit growing out of hood shit. It's just it's a beautiful it's beautiful floral arrangements. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's vegetation everywhere. It's good vibes. It's good drinks. It's you know beautiful women. It's intelligent guys. You know what I'm saying? It's fucking super good energy. There's no fucking negative, insecure, petty bullshit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Shit shit that guys do to think they're gonna go home alone. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Q knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucking, uh, but uh, no, it's, it's 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 a beautiful thing, and like they're recreating it in this fucking episode. Mm. I hope I'm not fucking spoiling anything, but uh, <laughs> it's like, and the first scene is uh, Aloha and I performing so much to say. Mm. For some reason, they want to party to our song about injustice, but we make <laughs> but we make catchy songs. So. 
You know what I mean? You know what I mean? High energy. So, um, yeah, so we, we're fucking, I'm, you know, Aloha's wearing his cool dress and her denim floral, you know, jacket that <laughs> yeah. says Girl Nation. It's always. And I'm wearing a fucking floral shirt and, and purple suit and fucking... <laughs> Your 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 trouser game is underrated. Appreciate like, you. Like this is very appreciate underrated. you. <laughs> appreciate you. Very uh Sam Rothstein like. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Literally, it's like the second half of the movie. Yeah, I'm it's like, okay. like goddamn, this nigga Rocky. Why are you dressed like like y'all retired? I'm like, that's that's the look, my nigga. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> you nigga dressed like y'all still working? What is happening? I thought it was luxury, Man, but I- uh, no, we're fucking um. In the season finale of Good Trouble, and uh, we're gonna perform, and that's why we're gonna be in L.A. Uh, from the we leave on, you know, we leave. We'll be there on the fourth on my birthday, mm-hmm. and uh, the, we're gonna be doing a performance the night of the season finale because they're throwing a party and they want to have some performing mm-hmm. and shit. So they're gonna have Aloha and I do a, a nice fun set because mm-hmm. the knuckles are fun. They're for a treat, true. Man. True, like an experience. It'll be a good time. I like. I'm not wasting anybody's time. Like, like you know, Benny and Marty and Mo and fucking Q ain't selling you a dream, dude. Like, we're pretty all right. <laughs> <laughs> when I know, when I no, say most liked video on my Instagram today, <laughs> like people still come up to me like, though, who's that group? This is who's a girl with big hair. She was just super energetic and just like, that's is it a punk rock group? Is it like, is that's, this? I'm just like, it's soul music. It hits your organs. <laughs> and make your soul lift up. <laughs> Boy, Marty understands us so well, bro. You don't understand, bro. You know, you have no idea. He's about to go evil Marty on your behalf. <laughs> oh, my God. Bro. You have no idea, Please. bro. He's my brother. You have no idea. When, when Evil Marty comes out, the world's a better place uh, for some reason. The world's a safer place. Because it's like it's like it's like he says what needs to be said. I'm like, oh okay, I thought it, but I didn't say it. Thank you, Evil Marty. Like, <laughs> and it works. You. It works. Just you should. I'm used to like just thinking of that shit and never doing nothing. Like, mm, okay. Yeah. <laughs> every once in a while, it's like fuck. That but it's like even more to come out like, nah, fuck all that shit. I need to do this. And this oh yeah, um, at the Knuckles Band. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> and with the socials. Yeah, follow us. Like follow Aloha and myself and Jackpot, our uh, producer slash DJ and co- collaborator. At Jackpot hits. And I want to also he? give a shout out to um, Trifecta. Um, at Trifecta presents Trifecta with a K. He God made I shall devour. Shout out to him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Trifecta is my uh, my producer and my producer partner and my business partner and one of my best friends in the world. Trifecta is super important. Um, there would not be a Rockwell Knuckles solo career at all if it wasn't for Trifecta because he's the fucking shit. Um, yeah. I just, you know, I'm here and I just want things to be, you know, set in stone. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, shout out to Trifecta and shout out to Jackpot and shout out to Tef Poe and shout out to Aloha Michelle and shout out to fucking Corey Rose from fucking Doorway. Corey Rose. Corey Rose is my engineer and a fucking co-producer, and he's part of fuck, and he's part of the the Knuckles because the Knuckles is a band, and like mm-hmm. he's part of the band. So shout out to him and fucking Jack and fucking Trifecta because they're all part of the band. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah, it's yeah. a digital band. I don't, you know, I don't do all that. I got a drummer, and I gotta take care of my kid, and I can't go on tour. <laughs> don't even worry about none of that, y'all. Hey, y'all make these beats, and I'm gonna have this fucking. Uh, I'm gonna have the other producer that make beats, motherfucking be our DJ, and we just gonna figure this out. And I got this brilliant, beautiful girl who fucking sings 
harder and stronger and more professionally. Than, yeah, and she's going <laughs> to do that and look amazing. And I'm going to stand here in the corner and just tap my foot on the ground. <laughs> and I'm going to wear sunglasses and tight pants. That's what I'm going to do. The Knuckles, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. This has definitely been the most interesting episode we ever had. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for part two. I need more theories, baby. Yeah, we did. Yeah, the, uh, like, the one theory weed, wasn't enough, theories man. And weed. Theories and weed. If y'all want to take it there, man, we can, I mean, like, I was saving this for my podcast. I'm going to start a podcast <laughs> at some point. Oh, baby. And it's just going to be slugs and segments of fucking shit. It'll be like an hour podcast and then it'll be a 20-minute podcast and it'll be a seven-minute podcast. It'll be like Happy Heart on Harry in the movie Pump Up the Volume. Google the movie Pump Up the Volume uh, starring Christian Slater. You'll get that fucking entire joke anyway <laughs> um, <sound> lost. <laughs> so uh what was i talking about okay. oh my theory the laura winslow theory oh, oh this okay. is a good one okay so there was a tv show to all of my teeny boppers they have no idea what i'm talking about because you're too busy looking in the mirror and telling your own boring story even though you haven't done anything yet until your ig anyway so <laughs> there was a tv show like 20-something years ago called Family Matters and there was a character called Stephen Q. Urkel. And Stephen Urkel was motherfucking um, basically the metaphorical epitome of a brilliant young black man who is irritable because he does not have no social cues. He was basically a genius boy on the spectrum. Mm -hmm. um, and there was a girl in this TV show called motherfucking Laura Winslow. Now, Laura Winslow was originally written as a character who was supposed to be the smart daughter there was the snarky young daughter, there was the dumb older son, and then there was the, the smart daughter, Laura Winslow. Pretty young chocolate girl. She motherfucking, um, but but they had a character named Stephen Q. Urkel who pulled up and he was annoying as fuck. And he was like cheese and he said all this weird shit and he kept making it weird. But he was only supposed to be a character that came in and out, but the crowd loved him. So, but motherfucking Steve Urkel became, hey, oh, it's empty. So Steve... <laughs> Uh, we knocked. I knocked over the beer can while I was moving my hands talking because I'm a hand mover when I talk and the beer can <laughs> spilled over but there was no beer in it because I drank it <laughs> shout out to Sweetwater 420 Strain it's the G13 IPA delicious <laughs> it was my discretionary from Tam Avenue anyway um, so Stephen Q. Urkel became a fixture in his TV show called Family Matters and then it, the, the whole his whole gimmick was him being in love with the smart girl from next door, Laura Winslow, and her having no time for him because she was always interested in the light-skinned, green-eyed, fucking S-curled, haired guy of the week. <laughs> and that guy would always end up being a douchebag, and she would, and Steve would end up saving the day, but mm -hmm. she still wouldn't give him the fucking time of day. Now, it is in my personal opinion that the character Laura Winslow motherfucking chafed and ruined the fucking ideology of the fucking black young nerd male for a lot of African-American women in the fucking America, uh, uh, black community. Mm. Mm. She said that she said that image up. She planted the seed. Cause she was like, oh my God, uh, you're not cool. You don't know what hip hop song is the song. Ew, look at your pants. Oh my God, you're wearing pants that fit and they're fucking real tight on you and you got suspenders and you made a billion dollar fucking invention mm -hmm. that takes your DNA and turns you into fucking Albert Einstein and Bruce Lee and all sorts of fucking shit. <laughs> and that <laughs> shit will be sold to fucking, fucking billionaire investors for a billion dollars. But I'm not gonna take this young boy that I fucking grew up with and motherfucking 
fucking mold him into, even though he worships me like a goddess, I'm not going to take him and build him and mold him into the man that he needs to be. Even if she needs to explain to him that they don't have, they shouldn't have a romantic relationship. They should have a platonic relationship. She never took a time to be a smart, young black woman who's brilliant and take her neighbor who's making billion dollar inventions in her uh, next door just to get her, uh, her fucking approval. And take that shit and turn that shit into a fucking franchise. She keeps waving him off to get with the fucking high yellow green eyed motherfucking basketball player of the week. <laughs> What's that nigga gonna do in college? Drop out. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> I just feel like people imitate the things that they like that are the coolest on the telly, aside from things they can't actually do. Batman, you know, X-Men, superhero mm-hmm. mutant shit, which is why superhero shit is fucking winning the day because people can't pull that we shit off in real life. <laughs> you understand what I'm right. saying? Because we could, we but, the sh- but the shit that people can pull off that makes them feel like, I could relate to this fucking cool character. I could be this fucking cool character. I feel like Laura Winslow turned off a whole demographic of young African-American women on the, like young smart men who just were on the spectrum and weren't smart enough to like look cool enough for their attention. Did they try to offset that with they, Myra? They offset it with mm-hmm. Myra Boutros Boutros Monkhouse, who was more provocative in a fucking physical way mm-hmm. than Kelly Williams, the, the young woman who played Laura Winslow. There's nothing in the camera. <laughs> it sounds like a gallon of beer is about to spill. It sounds like a travesty. In the yeah. It sounds like real problems. <laughs> but that's why they brought Myra Boutros Boutros Monkhouse into the fucking show. And once they brought her into the show, what happened? Laura's well, realizing what type of man that Steven is because this girl who's well, more provocative than her, who gets more fucking gentleman callers than motherfucking Laura does, she doesn't care about any of that shit because Steven Q. Urkel is the smartest man that she's ever met. And that makes him the sexiest man that she's ever mm. met. And Stephen wasn't an uh, uh, ill-equipped young man. He wasn't fucking weak and corny. He wasn't weak. He was a strong dude. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Laura kept playing him because everybody else in the fucking in their community wasn't dick eating him. Yeah, she mm-hmm. knew he was a good guy. She's just not giving him the time of day until a girl that's sexier than her is giving him the time of day and making him her god. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, she's like, huh, Steve, I kind of missed you. <laughs> <laughs> And now Steve's about to shit on his beautiful girl Myra because he loves Laura so much. And she's like, no, 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 no. Mm. Even when the motherfucker throws away some shit that's better than what the fuck he got right at the moment, he's motherfucker looking at her and she's motherfucking going, Laura Winslow, I feel like, ruined a whole demographic of young women, not even African-American young women, just young women in general. So Laura is basically the ginger of Family Matters, as ginger was in Casino. Mm. No, that's too no. Too much, no, too, much. too much. Just a touch, just too a touch, much? too much. Okay. Okay. But I see where you were going, and that was strong and quality, Benny. This is why you, <laughs> this is why you need to hey. keep rapping, Benny. This is why. <laughs> right. This is why you need to keep rapping. But no, every, like everybody in here has heard somebody growing up being called Urkel because they look nerdy or mm. like they had on some skeet ass pants or some shit like but that's the that. Guy and now that what they up, wearing now? No, yeah. no, 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 no. But that's the guy that ends up moving to fucking uh, 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 San Diego and becoming a Silicon fucking Valley. photographer for motherfucking, you know what I'm saying, National Geographic while your ass is sitting here still going to motherfucking, you know what I'm saying, the bar up the street. Yep. <laughs> so stop making fun of people because you ain't that fucking smart either. <laughs> <laughs> With your reposting ass. Urkel was cool. <laughs> Hooped. He, yeah. he came in the game. He hooped. 
He knew everything about everything. He was just on the Never spectrum, and he was motherfucking socially in, uh, inaccurate. Didn't he have a whip too? <laughs> I think that he built. The, I think. No, the, nah, no, it it's a, a German whip. It's a whip that motherfucking. It it's, it's the whip that everybody's motherfucking driving now. Basically, it's that motherfucking that itty bitty ass fucking car, car that don't look real. The smart yeah. car. He yeah. had it fucking 20, <laughs> 25 years ago. And he even, he even raced it. Against and I watch Curtis. All, and I watch all these fucking vintage shows because I feel like. You can learn so much from an era that is fucking gone by because mm-hmm. you can see everything that they failed at and you can fucking win with that shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The same way you can look at Dave Chappelle's motherfucking Chappelle show and all and everybody be dick-eating motherfucking the Chappelle show. And the Chappelle show is one of the greatest fucking sketch, arguably the greatest sketch comedy show of all time. Mm-hmm. But let's not act like Robert Townsend and Kenan Ivory Wayans yeah, didn't do the shit first. Right. No, not in Living Color, my friend, before in Living Color. Partners there was crime. a show called Robert Townsend's Partners in Crime. It it was an HBO special. Oh, they had four of them. They had motherfucking Heavy D and the Boys perform. They had Bobby Brown perform My Prerogative. They had Hammer perform on that motherfucker. Every episode, it was motherfucking Robert Townsend coming out there doing something interesting in front of a crowd full of people, then him doing a small amount of stand-up, and then him running to a sketch. And then after the sketch, he would go to a motherfucking a young, hot black comedian, whether it be Tommy Davidson or Robin Harris or whoever at the time. Mm-hmm. And motherfucking, then they do another sketch. That shit was fucking Chappelle's show before Chappelle's show. It was in Living Color before in Living Color. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got YouTube it. Yeah, it's still amazing. Oh, I have every episode there. of it. Oh, <laughs> Your homework just got bigger, my friend. I'm telling you. <laughs> Look up oh, the bold, the black, the beautiful, my guy. <laughs> The bold, the, the black, black, the, the beautiful. beautiful. I ain't gonna forget that shit. <laughs> <laughs> that sound like titties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah, connected. Man. I'm sorry I'm rambling about so much random shit, dog. I'm just This a, is greatness. No, what like, are you talking about? This, this is the content people need to see. Bruh, like here. I'm not trying to bore your audience, man, with all my random knowings. Nah, nah this is nah. probably one of the most interesting episodes. <laughs> <laughs> By far, dog. If somebody loses interest listening to this, then like they hear it going out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to fuck with you. Yeah. I'm not buying you a drink uh, like, at all. Don't come up to me. Oh my God. All right, uh, like this is this is great. Thank you. Thank you so much yes. for doing this. You have me worried. Nice. You thought I wasn't pulling up on you. He's like, God I, like, yo, I, I was, I, night, I was, guys. I, you know, I was moving around all week. I'm like, oh shit, I forgot to hear Rocky up, bro. Let me, bro. But now, nah, bro, you hit me with that text. I was like, what? Oh shit. Oh shit. Tonight. Okay. Now. Okay. Here's the address. Okay. And I didn't even, I didn't even see that text. I'm busy at work. Mm-hmm. And Marty goes, so where you at? I go, what? <laughs> what? Oh shit. <laughs> hey, let me stop at the house, and I'm on the way, fellas. I'm not gonna be that guy. No, nah, it's been great. Nah, this yeah, is definitely, we even hit scratch the surface yet. For oh my god, is, we ain't even touched nothing into music. But, we ain't got uh, it really into, but like <laughs> when I tell you, look on Bandcamp. He has a Bandcamp. I forgot all music. about that shit. I'm on streaming. <laughs> I got my streaming shit, man. He got, he got stuff look up on... the knuckles yeah, spelled correctly. The knuckles. Yes. Look up Rockwell knuckles. I got some shit under there too. I'm a bit. I'm and but honestly, this is about to be the year, Griselda. After fucking three one four day, I'm gonna be dropping a. I'm gonna be dropping damn near an album a month for the rest of the year, mm, just because that's where I'm at. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? Got it. Fuck it. Boop, 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 boop. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's where I'm at. You know. Like all the knuckles fuck. coming, nigga. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Oh, God. Believe that shit. Believe that shit. Aloha got a whole fucking project coming out. I'm a motherfucking uh, put out 
two, three projects with a bunch of different producers I fuck with. Then I'm just gonna make an actual Bullet Train Army motherfucking compilation album and Ooh. shit. It's just gonna be fucking cool, man. I'll rap on it. Send me a beat. <laughs> no. That's how you just put yourself on these no, I'm just No, I'm, I'm just going to collect a song from Cold Blooded and motherfucker. <laughs> so, fellas, what song do y'all want on there? You should go ahead and hand it to me so I can throw it on there. We can cook something up. We you can know what I'm saying? Cook something up. Make something clean. I don't mean clean is not cursing. I just mean clean as a bitch. <laughs> some nice, some icy. Some icy. Yeah, yeah. man. Oh man, where so where else are we going, bro? We can fucking we can keep taking it there. I don't know. I'm going home. We're done. God <laughs> damn, is this the end of the podcast? I mean, you want to spit some real quick? I don't want to fucking rap. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna get up here and dance. No, I ain't nah, dancing. I'm fucking. I got so much knowledge to tell y'all, right. motherfucking asses, nigga. What the fuck else? Where else we going, bro? Don't give up on me now. Don't tell me this is a goddamn. You know what I mean? <laughs> we got shit to do. Huh? I'll oh, handle your business, you man. Oh, you good. Nah, big, big Dog Q had to make a move right quick. He had to motherfucking <laughs> uh, sign a contract and motherfucking double check uh, <laughs> our security doors and shit. Somebody's pulling up. He got a motherfucking uh, double check the contract. Check the He's a clean motherfucker, man. Motherfucking keeps his hair cut. His lining's always flawless. <laughs> I, don't I don't know where this nigga get his hair cut. But his <laughs> shit always clean, bro. Right. He yeah. cut his own hair? Yes. Man, listen, never trust a man cut his own hair. <laughs> That's coming from a bald nigga. <laughs> never trust a nigga cut Damn. his own hair, nigga. You that cut mean, your own hair? Or that never mean, mind. Fuck yeah, I shave my own head, nigga. You know why? Because I know something everybody else don't. <laughs> Niggas that cut their own hair know something everybody else don't. You know what it is? Them angles. <laughs> You got to know how to hold the clip. Right, that's all I'm saying, man. The mangles. You know what I mean? <laughs> Shout out to Aloha Michelle. You know what I mean? Great. She's awesome. Great artist. My writing partner, my better half. Damn, I first seen her at the ground. Well, well, we both from New City, so that makes she sense. She the next level, yeah. bro. She the next level. Hey, I had She's a super songwriter. She's a super singer. She's a super performer. <laughs> She's a super fucking uh, screenwriter. She's incredible. Sorry I keep shouting out my own motherfucking people. Oh, no, as you should. You yeah, know. What were you saying? <laughs> no, oh, most of so, yeah, Oh, hold awesome. on. I don't mean to interrupt y'all, man. You know, y'all always here. I ain't hear that. No, you're good. So, you're uh, good. shout out to Tef Poe. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the motherfucking ambassador of Jordan. He's uh, literally an ambassador of the country crazy. of Jordan. That is crazy. Everybody be talking about what they up to. I don't care about nothing. <laughs> he's of that an shit. ambassador. He's an ambassador of the country of Jordan. Right now, he's working um, at the fucking. Uh, St. Louis Black Repertory. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. He's in a fucking play called Spell Number Seven. They just sent some kids to what Harvard. Man, oh yeah, Tef yeah. also saw set up a program to send some young niggas that was here in St. Louis just doing shit to yeah. get to go to Harvard, so they get to fucking hang out at Harvard and fucking have a Harvard fucking paycheck. Yeah, you know what I mean, he put them in position to fucking do some ill shit, setting them up in a networking position or where they can change their lives. Cause that's fucking Tef Poe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what Tef Poe does. He's he's uh. I wonder what Harvard's like. It's awesome. It's awesome. Hmm. It's awesome. The cafeteria is nice. The cafeteria's clean. I only heard of Harvard because okay. of the dorm. Family Matters. <laughs> <laughs> the dorms are great. Well, I think of Harvard. Uh, the I think classes are cool. Tef's, uh Tef's office uh was bad. Wait, well, hold on. Office. God damn. Yeah, office. That's, okay. That is some. Hey, hey, you got an office? Oh, Tef had a whole office uh, <laughs> on the Harvard on the Harvard property. Did it say Mr. Poe on the door? <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty dope if it said Mr. Poe. 
That's just petty, man. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, that's, the that's, fact that they gave him an entire fucking space to fucking be. Come Mr. on, brother. Paul. He literally taught at Harvard. Like, for two years, if not three. Right. Like, it's kind of crazy. And then he went to Berkeley, and he got to fucking teach a class. Mm. Yeah. And and I don't yeah, mean to prestige. just be speaking on everybody else's fucking accomplishments, but if I don't speak on this... I mean, I'm Elvis' yeah, stepbrother. You know, me and, Tef, <laughs> me and Tef are Elvis' stepbrother. You know what I'm saying? If we don't speak on it, who else will? You know? Mm. That's my guy. He's the red to my meth. Or, <laughs> or vice versa. Meth to the red. You know? You love to see it. The Royce to my M. <laughs> Because he'd be out in these streets and I'd be in the crib. <laughs> Likewise. You know what I mean? yeah, like, he'd be like, he, they'd be like, where Rocky at? Oh, man, he working on that shit. I got a bunch of shit, you know. <laughs> and I drop shit, just, you know, at my own space. My own pace. Don't get man. fucking quiet on me now, boys. We've covered so much. You ain't, we ain't covered really. shit. We ain't we been small Bro, I got, talking. I got ten movies to watch before I wake up tomorrow. Oh my god! Oh my god! Before this comes out, I need to know all these references. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Well, this, uh, yeah. damn, I ain't watched that yet. <laughs> I the Godfather that. was a week long itself. <laughs> <laughs> shit. And you know what? People shit on Godfather Part Three, and those are people that have no idea. What you ever watched? About. The, uh, I watched the Godfather epic. Twice on HBO where they play it completely through, even with the deleted scenes. I've never got, I got to see a part of it when me and Aloha visited a relative of her in Dallas, a relative of hers in Dallas, but we drank a gigantic bottle of red wine and I got (laughs) real chatty. The next thing I know, I kind of fell asleep and I missed the rest (laughs) of the Godfather epic. And I was like, no, because this is what happens when they go back to Sicily, though. They're going to go see the man and he's going to explain that he's actually his last name is Andalini and he's going to slit his goddamn belly open. There's no fixing that shit. And fucking, she was like, Rocky, please, this is my family. And I was like, sorry. The Godfather is so long, I. Like, my grandma used to watch it growing up. I thought it was a channel she was watching. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> that Godfather she channel. She used to watch it so much, Holy and it was man. so long, I thought it was a fucking channel. It is one of the smartest films that was ever made. Oh, you literally need to watch that. Like, and it's I've so seen funny. It, I just don't remember. I, I saw it when I was three. That's the first time I saw it. And Same. my son is about to be six, and I've never played it for him. So, like... I want to I want to figure out a time when I can like really sit down with them and like explain. I feel like that's something you feel. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you can't play like all three movies. You have to play the first one, and that's like a whole day. Yeah. Because yeah. that's pausing the conversation, and that's like having a meal, and like you know what I'm saying, like explaining why this person feels this way about their family. But that I feel like that's because it all carries over. I feel like it's yeah. just a big jump into understanding a le- uh, the back the back door of adulthood. Mm. You feel me? Because if you look at the character with Al Pacino, Michael, he motherfucking, he was a boy. Even though he had been to war and had saved lives and killed people and shit, he was still living in that carefree, you know, you know, know, 40s part of fucking America. You know what I'm saying? He had his waspy motherfucking, you know what I'm saying, uh, bride to be. And she just asking way too many questions about his family. Stop asking these questions, honey. Just be. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just it's a lot, dude. 
It was a lot. And it's just about learning about having to... He wanted nothing to do with his family's motherfucking business. And then once his father was in danger and his legacy that he's been living like a trust fund baby off of this whole time was in jeopardy, him recognizing that he was as brilliant, if not more brilliant than his own father, it forced him to grab his nuts like a man and handle his fucking business. What did he say to his father? Pop, I'm with you now. Mm. I'm with you now. Fuck out of here. You know what's crazy? Like, Like you say, he went to war... And he his under- brothers look down on him kind of like... Because he's fighting... Yeah, yeah, yeah he's a killer. Like, no, 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 no. It's because he's risking his life for strangers. Strangers, yeah. Big difference. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Sonny was so disrespected. Fredo goes, hey, congratulations, Mike. Sonny goes, yeah, encourage him. <laughs> <laughs> that shit's incredible, bro. I love how we've wasted my entire podcast talking about <laughs> gangster movies. That's look, hilarious. I, I, I don't think I need to watch it no more. <laughs> I know now. <laughs> Listen to a couple more rap songs. Some shit you got to sit through and just... I love rapping. That's hilarious. Some shit you got to just sit through and just... But I'm also a fucking film critic, and I'm fucking, you know, a blah, 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 blah. So, you know, I'm multiversed. I should be one since that's it's everyone's, like, favorite correlates. mode of my writing. Yeah. Hey, did you go see Birds of Prey? Like, no. Like, you know, like... It's like Have I, you watched Screen Rant's fucking pitch meetings yet? Mm-mm. I need y'all to watch the fucking pitch meeting. Screen Rant has this thing called pitch meeting. There's a guy named Ryan. Yeah, it escapes me. That was me, guys. Um... <laughs> And he literally is like filming himself as a film executive and as the guy pitching a script. Mm-hmm. And he goes through all sorts of different scripts and he breaks down every loophole in every fucking movie. It's incredible. Mm. It's incredible. Yeah, that's my type of shit right there. You guys will really get a kick out of that shit, dude. I promise you. I wonder if he do any of like, my favorite movies. Oh, he does Dark Knight. He does Batman Begins. He okay. does Iron Man. He does every superhero movie. He does a bunch of fucking uh, action movies, sci-fi movies, classic films and shit. It's mind-blowing, all bullshit aside. The way he breaks down how n- it's all bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's pretty incredible. I need to check that out. That's my that's been my thing lately on YouTube videos, watching movie views. And like, also, I love Cinema Sins. And also, it's, Nostalgia Critic. Mm. Nostalgia Critic is it. my motherfucking guy. Watch Nostalgia Critic on Channel Awesome. That shit is incredible, bro. That shit is super mean. But at the Knuckles Band, if you want to hear more of this witty banter. <laughs> at or, the Knuckles Band. Or at Rockwell Knuckles, you know. But at the Knuckles Band, because I'm... Chock full of this shit. All right, we <laughs> we gonna get my guy home. <laughs> I'll be the, I'll be the fall. <laughs> I'll be the fall. I'll be the fall. I am. I am. It's it's my it's my fault. <laughs> it's, it's, I was like, damn! I thought this nigga don't work. We didn't even start. We haven't even started the podcast. That's the <laughs> like we this literally haven't even started. I'll come back, dude. I'm fucking hanging out. Like literally, well, like, definitely part two. I knew that was coming. We haven't even see. Listen to you. <laughs> no, I said that a long time ago. <laughs> he said, "Hey, I hope you got enough time because this nigga's." When you talk. started the theories, <laughs> I wanted part two. <laughs> like we have, we lit to the audience. I want to thank you for taking the time to soak us <laughs> in. I want to thank you for listening because you're like, who in the fuck is this prick? I'm Rockwell <laughs> Knuckles, man. I'm from North City, St. Louis. I'm one half of the Knuckles with Aloha Michelle, and I'm an all around good guy, man. I'm trying to be the best me I can be and that's pretty much all you can ask but um all that to say 
I haven't even started explaining myself and what's going on. Like we haven't even touched. We haven't even scratched the surface. We asked some weird questions about me from when I was a teeny bopper. We haven't even talked about me as a rapper or me making one of the fucking coolest rap albums in the history of St. Louis. Fucking the Choose Your Own Adventure or me having one of the coolest singles in the history of St. Louis called fucking Government Name she don't or me making government. motherfucking my album You're Fucking Out on Fucking In, which is one of the most critically acclaimed fucking underground St. Louis albums ever. Or me moving to fucking Brooklyn and working with fucking Converse Rubber tracks or me motherfucking <laughs> like we haven't talked about anything but it's okay. listen when i tell you go through and listen to all that shit i'm just trust saying. me like ah, that's government name that part two want a st louis classic yeah that needs to get played way more than i still and just also, randomly and say also that. check out the knuckles set one and set two and all of our random singles because we're so much fun and the music videos <laughs> yeah we got come fun to a videos. fucking show that's what y'all need to do yeah we do cool shows <laughs> Next show I'm going to do is going to be in L.A. on March 4th on my birthday for uh, celebrating Aloha and I performing in the season finale of the TV show Good Trouble. <laughs> that's going to be super cool. Do we know cool. when that's going to air? It's March 4th, my birthday. I keep saying that, Benny. You're not listening. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, that's when it's coming out. That's, that's when we'll see it. March 4th. Gotcha. Got Goddamn, Mo's not listening either. <laughs> Uh, maybe it's my announcer voice. And now, House Party, starring Kid and Play on St. Louis 11, Saturday Night Movie. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, guys, I appreciate you listening to me. Um, I want to thank the fucking host of this show. I want to thank you and Benny, and I want to thank Mo, and I want to thank motherfucking my brother, Marty. Yep. Marty is the reason that I scurried over here. He goes, bro, where you at? I said, oh, shit, I can't disappoint Marty. <laughs> Marty's literally been the wheel man for Aloha and I getting all across the the United States. Been a road manager for real. <laughs> no exaggeration whatsoever. <laughs> fucking Austin, fucking Kansas City, motherfucking Nashville, Marty, Chicago. Marty's been behind the wheel. Marty's my brother, bro. So, like... Mm. I'll be on here anytime. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We didn't touch on anything, Benny. So you were trying to spearhead and moderate this. You did a terrible job because we didn't touch, <laughs> we didn't this, touch this anything. This happens. This, these, are the these are the best episodes. When they just flow and they go, it's great energy. Then the second part comes. We get to I'm like, oh, fuck my script. And I also, and I also want to put into the air, shame on you, Benny, for not rapping more because you're a talented <laughs> rapper. <laughs> you know, you Benny, you know, got the green. No, 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 no. Benny Rodriguez. Let's get it. <laughs> no, no, no. Benny Rodriguez. Ken, killer with the bars, man. <laughs> you got Domino Effect. You got Bo Dean. You got all super rappers around you, bro. What are we doing? Not Podcasting. To <laughs> and shout out right. and shout out to my little brother Eli Nigma. I love you very much, bro. He's gonna be a fucking super wrestler. Motherfucking bastard's gonna go to New Zealand and train with Once the fucking guys. Once he starts like Vader, I'm like, oh, you're the real deal. He's yeah. not bullshit. I'm actually surprised he's not here. Eli, bro, he's in Chicago. Oh, okay. he's not in Chicago. No, he was at the I thought he was leaving. He's leaving. getting money right now. He's busy working, oh. getting money. Okay. All Eli do is get money or get strong. That's his shit. <laughs> he gets strong, gets smarter, get money. That's all he does. So shout out to Eli. I love you, bro. I'm proud of you. You motherfucking. He had an injury where he fucking hurt his fucking neck and shit. I fucking was. That's when I started sounding like somebody mama. I was like, well, you know what? We 
you know what? We did our best. So, you know, we tried and, you know, you know, we we, we tried wrestling. He go, bro, we ain't no bitch ass niggas, bro. Niggas, bro. I'm going to New going Zealand, back. nigga. He about to go out there and train with the young gods of wrestling and he going to motherfucking get himself a motherfucking offer to go somewhere for real. And then all of us are going to be in the goddamn wrestling business. Just so y'all know, fellas. Because once Eli motherfucking make that shit happening. I'm going to, you know what I'm saying, getting on some goddamn Jimmy Hart manager shit. <laughs> and we're going to be in the wrestling business, boys, just yeah, so you right. know. So let's everybody figure out the fucking logos and let's figure out the motherfucking T-shirt shit <laughs> and the merch shit. Let's figure all that out because that's what we're going to be in. You know what I mean? Get him his contacts with his white eyes and whatever the fuck he wants to do. <laughs> we we got to keep him happy, man. We about to spray paint titties like the NWO. You see how you you see how you just trying to get us canceled? <laughs> I want to say shit that offends women and children, which are the biggest the women demographics. Are gonna be with it. What? No, what you know the type of women you're thinking about are gonna be with it, not just all the women. <laughs> no, all the women because I'm me. <laughs> you see what yep, I'm saying? Yep, it's all about you. You're not thinking about the big picture. <laughs> I'm me. I'm Benny, the one getting us canceled. <laughs> On that note, I'm going to let the hosts do what they do, man. Thanks for having me, fellas. Appreciate it. Oh, I will get us canceled, but it'll be fun in the process. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going to have fun. You won't deny the fun. <laughs> Undeniable. Uh, Did you have fun? Did you die? Right. <laughs> Bye, everybody.